Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. the FBI to investigate her claims. Who is not asking the FBI to investigate these claims? The White House. Judge Kavanaugh. Is that the reaction of an innocent person? It is not. Listen to me, baby, that's all you gotta do. This is a fast track. You have to ask yourself, why? And why isn't Judge Kavanaugh asking for an FBI investigation if he has nothing to hide? Of course it helps that there are women on that committee, but you know what? Guess who's perpetuating all of these kinds of actions? It's the men in this country, and I just want to say to the men in this country, just shut up and step up. Do the right thing for a change. You are fake news. You cannot be serious! That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Very fake news. I can't believe it. Someone will have so much like hate in their heart. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. Blanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. We had a, a good chat with Sticks this weekend about the Data and Society YouTuber hit piece. We both did individual videos on that as well. We'll air that to close. Good to have him back. I always love chatting with Sticks. Just give him a prompt and watch him go, man. Yeah. That guy. That guy is. I don't know. I just love hearing his thoughts on the spot. Easiest interview ever. Every Gifted time, dude. So we'll, we'll air that. Uh, we're aiming for about 10:30 Eastern time on the live stream here, but we'll, we'll see how it goes because there's so much. To talk about another jam-packed uh, week of news. You heard it in the intro there. Uh, the week of, of Kavanaugh smears was in full force as these back-and-forth negotiations and demands with Kavanaugh's accuser developed. Yeah. So tentatively, I guess there's a deal to have her testify on Thursday. I don't even believe it's going to happen. We'll, we'll see, see about that. We'll see if it happens. Uh, doesn't matter, though, because media and politicians and celebrities alike are out in full force to assign guilt to a man despite a total and complete absence of evidence thus far. We'll go through it all. And it's what, you take mean a... we shouldn't be listening to Eva Langoria about this? Apparently not. Even ah. her expertise I, I find suspect. <laughs> Even hers. Uh, so I expect that'll take the bulk of the show tonight, but there's more news as well. New York Times this week reports that Rod Rosenstein, Deputy AG Rod Rosenstein, was planning to secretly record Trump last spring and remove him from office through the 25th Amendment. So I haven't read up on this a bunch, but am I to understand that he was going to try to prove Trump is like impaired or something? Yeah, but based on McCabe's memo after the meeting, I mean, and then he said that he was joking. Rosenstein said hmm. he was joking. So I don't know. I've got some thoughts on this, but I think that it's just going to be a story that kind of passes through. Hmm. Okay. 
Meanwhile, Trump teases uh, declassifying the FISA application documentation we've been after and wanting to see since what, like January, February. I know you and I were talking out about talking about it a bunch back with like the Nunes, uh, the Nunes memo that came out and stuff. Still haven't seen it. Would love to see it. Kind of unclear about. Trump Trump said he was going to declassify and now he's backed off of it. Is that what's going on? Yeah, he wrote some explanatory tweets that we will discuss. But I think that somebody from the Justice Department got in his ear. Hmm. Ted Cruz and challenger Beto O'Rourke are locked in a tight Senate race in Texas. It appears to me like O'Rourke is taking some direction from the National Democratic Party because as the race tightens, he is uh, pulling some miraculous moves to lose despite the odds maybe tipping in his favor recently. Did you hear some of this, some of the bizarre commentary he offered at this town hall and then in the debate? So what he said, the justice system, cops and the justice system are the new Jim Crow. And then he said, uh, he, he was speaking to a black questioner and said about illegal immigration. He said, illegal immigrants uh, are necessary to run cotton gins. Yeah. <laughs> Which was sort of odd. And then, um, and then he, he spoke at the debate on Friday night and he was asked about his DUI that he had when he was 26 back in 1998. And he said, well, yeah, I, that happened. I've made good on a second chance in life. But mostly it's because of my white privilege that I yeah, was able to advance. Yeah, I mean, the first advance. half of that, I was like, all right, okay, second chances. Yeah. Okay, I can get on board with taking personal responsibility. Then he just had to fucking go and talk about white privilege. So we'll have a look. Uh, and then this this shooting footage is unbelievable to me. We were talking about it before we went live, but there's this heated alley argument uh, in Texas between neighbors, and it turns deadly. These guys are arguing with each other, threatening each other. Ultimately, two of them shoot one of the other guys dead, and it's all caught on tape. I don't know why I'm smirking. I, it, this was like 90% horrifying and then 10% hilarious, if I'm being clear. Yeah, that's about the right ratio. Yeah. Um, is it murder? Is it justified self-defense? I personally found this one a tough one to iron out, but I think I have my opinion on it mostly organized. So we'll take a look. Oh, jeez. And then uh, we'll we'll take super chats in between topics as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because, of course, we are no good low down money grabbers. It'll be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking us on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Remember, you can take the show on the go in the audio formats if you prefer. Uh, that's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and more. They're all linked in the description for you wherever you find your podcasts. You can find us. Got a few... Uh, art submissions from listeners if you want to look oh, those yeah? over it uh you know we'll talk about it mostly with sticks you and i won't talk about it until then but you know it was a big week for everybody getting their fancy hit piece and of course i was left out so big lc shows me you know searching for myself on right wing watch and in, in searching my name in the in the data and society report no results so sad poor, poor me thank you big lc but sean was kind enough to include me in this mosaic of Alternative Influence Network. I get, I get honorable mention, I guess. I just get forced <laughs> in in the bottom right corner. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, I, am, I am not a big South Park guy, so I actually don't get the reference from Garrick. Oh, this is from the episode where Cartman has Tourette's. Mm. And then everybody's like, I wish I had Tourette's. If I could like, call my teacher a ball gargler, I'd be so happy. Oh, okay. So, and you'd be so happy if you could catapult dual citizens. I would be so happy. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Michael Schlecht 
Schlecht. Michael Schlecht sent me this today. Um, this is just you approving of Owen Benjamin's overall observations uh, of the week. <laughs> so on, on Instagram, Owen had written, I'm glad I have an awesome mother and wife because it would be so easy in this climate to think all women are batshit crazy. If the majority of women thought and spoke like the women in mainstream media, there would be a compelling argument that they shouldn't have jobs with any responsibility. <laughs> and obviously shouldn't be allowed to vote without due process, simple logic and belief in objective reality. These women uh, wouldn't have their overpriced purses full of trinkets and credit cards. I'm lucky to, I'm lucky to know women like Whitney Cummings only represent a small portion of the people in mental health institutions. If Kavanaugh is prevented from being a judge because of this female driven madness, things will get very, very bad in America without due process. All that is left is violence. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, since I moved, uh, my perception is changing about the actual proportion of women that are like this. I used to think it was way more women than it, than it actually is because mm. I was living in Seattle. But the other day I heard some girls talking um, about Seattle and they were like, aren't all the girls there just dogs? They're just dogs. They're so ugly. <laughs> Maybe that like, uh, <laughs> maybe that explains some of our diverging perspectives on a lot of things because I I am sitting in a similarly comfortable position away from the leftist insanity of the yeah, coast it's way and maybe it might temper you a little bit more the other side of it is maybe we don't take the threat as seriously as we should considering yeah. they appear intent on eroding all of our important cultural values one by one or maybe in mass you know free speech due process presumption of innocence all those things and we'll it is the cities too we have to keep that in mind yeah yeah but but that's good to hear i'm glad that you're feeling a little, or at least seeing some reasons for optimism outside yeah. of um yeah, yeah. outside of that urban hell in Seattle. A couple of quick stories before we hop into the, uh, the Kavanaugh stuff. Um, did you see, uh, this was big news this week. I saw Cameron Caskey was on Dave Rubin's show and I thought, wow, that's, that's sort of outside the norm. And I gave it a listen and you make it through. I did make it through the full hour and I don't think that he's had a full conversion. Um, Seven was, minutes of talking about theater. I was like, I can't. Thank you for I, your conversion, Cameron, but I'm out of here. There were plenty of points of uh, annoyance for me, but um, there was also plenty of introspection, and I liked to see that. And now Cameron Caskey has outright quit March for Our Lives. Good. Uh, the organization that he helped to found or helped to start after the Parkland shootings. And he he announced this uh, on Wednesday on a Fox Fox News Radio interview with Guy Benson. So the fact that he's even going on Fox News Radio at all is also noteworthy. Good for him to speak with people outside of his outside of his general sphere. But he he's also, also starting a podcast. Yes, I, I, it's called Cameron Knows Nothing. I think <laughs> is what he announced. Yeah. Um, and he he expressed specific regret about the thing that he did that actually pissed me off the most, which was look at Marco Rubio and say, when I look at you, all I see is the killer, essentially, equating Marco Rubio with Nicholas Cruz, the actual murderer himself. And you were, or he was your least favorite, right? You, you there, disliked the, him the most. I actually disliked him for a period, for a long time, more than Hogg even. But Hogg oh. is now sitting atop that throne as the biggest douchebag of... Uh, Parkland Westeros or whatever. And then the shaved head chick. I, what was her? Emma? Emma Gonzalez. Yeah. What happened to her? Um, I don't know. I think she's still, she's collecting guns, presumably <laughs> taking them away one by one. I don't know. Uh, but uh, about his Rubio encounter, uh, Cameron Caskey said, I look back on that and I say, you know, there were a lot of people who had just been buried. And when you're looking at somebody and you've, 
that you find might in some way have been complicit in the murderer obtaining the weapon, it's hard not to say something like that. But, and I like to see this but part, thank you for clarifying, Cameron. I went uh, into that wanting less conversation and more to embarrass Rubio, and that was my biggest flaw. So good for him. Uh, I think he's got a little, I, I think his perspective needs developing a little further, but you know, all of ours does. And I like to see that he's open to talking to people he doesn't agree with and that he's yeah. starting to think introspectively. Yeah. So good yeah. for Cameron. I think, I think Cameron has some hope. I don't think David Hogg has any hope. I don't think Emma Gonzalez has any hope. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about like what we were like when we were 17. I don't know about you, but I was pretty worthless. I, I might've been a very casky like figure, to be honest. I, I fear that. I mean, I know I had that sort of perspective. Difference is, of course, I lived in a time where it wasn't as easy to broadcast all of your stupidity all over Thank the internet. Thank God, so, right? Ugh. You know, I mean, I, uh, to be fair to Cameron, that might be the single biggest difference between someone like him and I, mm -hmm. is that I didn't have that ability. So, you know, I, and, and if Cameron's serious about talking to people of other perspectives, I'd actually love to talk to him. Oh, I would yeah. talk to him in good faith anytime if he wanted to do that. Agreed. I think that'd actually be really interesting. So maybe once he settles down, maybe I'll reach out to him, see what he says. Uh, the Cliff Divers. More insight on the Cliff Divers. The California lesbian mom Cliff Divers. Remember them? How could you of forget? Of course. How could I forget? So there's not that much news here. Just a little bit of insight as apparently investigation continues to figure out just why in the hell this happened. But as police interview people in their lives and try to figure out what happened, a coworker of Sarah Hart, who, as I understand, she was the one who did not do the driving, but was like drugged, intoxicated in the driver's right. seat. Was she drunk and on Benadryl? She yeah, it was, it was alcohol and Benadryl, yeah. The cliff diver cocktail, as we call it. Yeah. You know? Yikes. Uh, so a coworker of Sarah's, said that at some point they had a conversation about Sarah's regrets about the adoption of her six kids. She said that, um, Sarah said that she wished someone had told her it was okay not to have a big family and that perhaps she and Jennifer would not, uh, would not have adopted the children at all. Uh, it's not currently clear when this conversation is alleged to have occurred. Notable too, two of the kids have still not been found. Like those bodies just got washed out to sea and they're never coming back. Yeah. And it's presumed that they're in the car, but man, they never actually recovered those bodies. Um, I mean, you know how I feel about this. What would also have prevented this if people is if people would not adopt children out to lesbian couples. How about hmm. that? I don't know how I don't, I don't know what data say about, well, first off, I mean, I have to know like, what are, what's the alternative for the kids is, is there like what's, I, whatever the best interest of the child is, is what I'm going to advocate, of course. Um, and I'm open to what numbers say is the best interest for the child, too. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I, I have no idea what to do about this. But They adopted these kids just to virtue signal, though they clearly couldn't handle it. I think that's true. It was I, two I, I sets of three siblings of older kids from, like I think it was the Houston ghetto. Um, and I, they couldn't handle the first set. I don't know what the yeah. fuck this adoption agency was thinking, adopting six kids out to this. I think, crazy I think what is also abundantly true to me is that whether or not they should have had been able to adopt the kids in the first place, there clearly seemed to be some sort of hesitation on the parts of multiple investigators to treat this seriously, right, right. presumably because of 
the considerations of like being discriminatory or homophobic or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Every place this couple moved, they had investigators following them and reports being delivered of mistreatment of the children. These apparently were never treated seriously until they literally drove them off a cliff. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I mean, I hear this argument all the time when children from horrible situations are adopted out by kind of sketchy families. They're like, well, it was a, it's a better situation than the one they were in. Well, is this a better situation than the one they were in? They're probably better off being raised in the Houston ghetto by their single mom or whatever. But they certainly would. They wouldn't be dead. Almost anything is better than cliff yeah. diving in this isolated case. Yeah. 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 So maybe some more details will come out on that. I don't know, but we'll keep an eye on it. Last piece here. Uh, PayPal officially has severed ties with InfoWars too. InfoWars was using PayPal oh. to process payment on its online store. So if you're buying super male vitality or whatever the, i forget what their supplements were and the other things that they that they sell uh you, the paypal was a payment processor in that arrangement and now paypal has emailed infowars saying they will not uh be allowed to use their payment processing services anymore paypal cites hate and discriminatory intolerance against certain communities and religions so in other words have the correct politics or you will not be able to pro process money through PayPal. Apparently that's, we have a sidebar ad right now. That's really apropos. It's like a, are they're saying it's a car going off a cliff? Is that? Wow. Kind of, if there's, wow. <laughs> if there's a screenshot of that, go ahead and send that my go way. Go ahead and send it to us. We can't see it. So, huh. uh, so, so and, and of course the verge, I don't know how much of this is true or not, but of course note who they're crediting with this. Right wing watches Jared Holt, who says, quote, removing PayPal from the InfoWars platform inhibits Jones's ability to make money from his malice. Well, good for you, Dad. Thanks for watching out for oh. all of us and making sure that we spend our money responsibly. We really appreciate that. Thank you, Jared. Oh, this kid. Yeah. God. And also he, he was he was uh, all but filleting himself on Twitter, quoting yeah, this, uh, bragging to his his audience about the good that he he uh, he has done. I believe that tweet got ratioed. I might be wrong, but you know, good for him. I like to see Jared Holt congratulating Jared Holt for censorship efforts on Twitter. Yeah. I told on you. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, he's like he is like the little kid standing by the teacher after you get detention. Like, ha. that'll teach you to that'll teach you to steal my turn on the swing or whatever it is. What a little dweeb. Yeah. All right, you ready for this Kavanaugh, the just dragging Kavanaugh through the mud? Yeah, I mean, I, I should preface this by saying that we were not prepared for the story that just came out before the show about uh, a Yale University classmate, which I linked to you in, in the Hangouts. Um, oh, I didn't even see it. Just tell me what's the TLDR on it. Someone's accusing him of what? Yeah, somebody from Yale, this like dog-faced bitch that I highly doubt is telling hmm. the truth. Um, is saying like he exposed myself himself he exposed himself to me at a party or something oh no someone flashed someone at a college party uh, dude unverifiably. we can stop talking about these things like they actually happened um yeah yeah so i have we haven't gotten an opportunity to review hmm. this it just came out 40 minutes ago so all right yeah we'll have to we'll we'll take uh We'll have oh, to Ramirez take that. claimed Kavanaugh exposed himself to her while she was intoxicated during a drinking game in 1983 when Kavanaugh was a freshman. So what's the nature is the nature of like he flashed her in a pub in public kind of at a party or Sounds is it like, like at a party, yeah. is she it also rapey? claimed she inadvertently touched his penis mm. when she pushed him away and says the incident left her 
embarrassed and ashamed. And yep, humiliated. sounds legit. I buy it. Believe women. <laughs> Speaking of uh, believe. <laughs> One more thing. Sorry. Okay. She My also transition, claimed, though. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She also claimed another male student yelled, Brett Kavanaugh just put his penis in Debbie's face and insisted that person use Kavanaugh's full name. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Go on. What? <laughs> I remember the quote, and they said Brett Kavanaugh so that he wouldn't be confused with Brett Jones, the other guy at the party. What is the. Oh, God. <laughs> My God. What, what a world. Okay. So when. Well, as it stands, let's go to as it stands now, because because as I mentioned, this testimony from this Christine Blasey Ford. Remember, this is the accuser of Brett Kavanaugh. She says that she was once held down. And as I called it last week, it was a prelude to a rape <laughs> at an unspecified place, probably in 1982. But we're not really sure. Generally unspecified date. in the date. summer, right? Generally in the summer. Yeah. So very specific details, like he covered my mouth to muffle my screams, but I don't remember where it was, and I don't remember why I was there, and I generally remember the year, but I'm not sure. Just probably 1982. Okay. As, it's, as it stands now, there's been this back-and-forth negotiation between Blasey Ford's legal team and the Judiciary Committee to get her to testify before the committee so we can figure out what the hell's going on here. And she has had a series throughout the week, a series of silly demands, like one FBI must investigate. The FBI must investigate her claims first, even the FBI, though they've already said that they would not investigate. And this would be a state issue. The state, this would be referred yeah, to the state police. Yeah. One, there's no apparent federal crime. Right. Two, how the hell do you investigate a claim? Right. That is that ambiguous? No evidence. Yeah. Uh, and then three, what would an FBI investigation do for her testimony anyway? Like, is your testimony going to be informed by the FBI investigation? I thought right. you were there. Yeah. So that doesn't really make sense. But apparently they've, they're not demanding that anymore. They also demanded Kavanaugh testify first, which doesn't make any sense. You need to defend yourself against the accusations that I'll make later. Okay. How, how's that going to work? Hmm. That doesn't make any sense. It appears maybe they've backed off on that too. They wanted a subpoena for Mark Judge. Mark Judge was Kavanaugh's friend who also allegedly kind of helped him in this effort. Mark Judge has denied the incident flatly. Yeah. I don't think he wants to testify. The judicial, uh, Judiciary Committee does have subpoena power, could subpoena him, force him to testify. I don't have a, a gigantic problem with that, I suppose. Like, if you really want to investigate this seriously, fine. Ask him to show up and say, uh, yeah, this didn't happen under oath and then leave. That's fine. Whatever. And then your favorite excuse or demand, she doesn't want to fly because she doesn't like flying. She's afraid of flying is Blasey Ford or Blasey Ford. Oh, my you God. Say her name. The entire of the whole story. I found this point the most. Absurd. Yes. She doesn't want to fly. So Grassley said, OK, we'll send people out to California to talk to you. And she says, no. <laughs> so now the plan is she's going to drive across the country. And that's why she didn't want to do this on Monday tomorrow do this hearing because she has to drive because yeah, she's afraid yeah. of flying well she will certainly get food poisoning from a texas roadhouse or i'm whatever. telling you yeah my official predict my official prediction i'll mention it more later i don't think her testimony is going to happen at all i think this is entirely a uh, a, a gigantic stall stunt uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but so far right now, it appears that there's, they're saying it's going to happen on Thursday, uh, 10 AM and it's going to be open to the public. So apparently we'll be able to tune in and, and watch this. 
if it happens. Uh, mm-hmm. It remains to be known who will question her. That's not ironed out. Will it be senators? Will it be staff? Will it be attorneys? Uh, and then it's not also immediately known what witnesses will testify, if any. Apparently, I, I don't know who the witnesses would be, as we'll get to in a moment. It appears that all the alleged witnesses, those cases have just fallen apart. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who the witnesses would be to testify outside of this judge fellow who presumably would deny it happened outright. Yeah, right. For his part, Kavanaugh says, quote, this is a smear, plain and simple. I look forward to testifying on Thursday about the truth and defending my good name and the reputation of my character and integrity. I have spent a lifetime building against these last minute allegations. Okay. I want to talk first about, because as I mentioned, we got to go through how everybody is trying to assign guilt to this guy from media to politicians to celebrities, the whole list. First, though, I think objectively, any available evidence, even any witness testimony to this, appears to be falling apart. There, I, There's no evidence that I can gather in this case but for the fact that she apparently told that therapist about what happened in 2012. That's not evidence. It's still just her telling a story. Yeah, I mean, yeah and so she got the, her cuck husband on board with it too. None of this is evidence. She didn't even only, use his name. The only way that is like slight evidence to me that I would acknowledge is that she apparently told the story absent a political motive, but that's, it's still just a claim. You know, we don't actually have any tangible evidence. It just, well, wasn't he already a federal judge at that point? I mean, she she could be forming some kind of political motive. Maybe, but she didn't have the direct political incentive that she has now is the only thing. I don't even think she had him in mind at that point Mm. in time. And that's not to say that I buy her case. I don't, I'm just, I'm trying to give credit for as much evidence as there is because the rest of it is, is falling apart. So first thing here is this, um, is this Christina King Miranda? This story was just hilarious. Yeah. Or Christine King Miranda. Christine King Miranda is a former classmate of Christine uh, Blassie Ford, the accuser. And she posted on Facebook on Wednesday and she said definitively the incident did happen. Many of us heard about it in school. Okay. That's, that's quite a claim. Media immediately jumped down her throat, of course, because we want to hear all about this apparent corroboration of Blassie Ford's claims. She then deletes the post and clarifies she did not expect media scrutiny and has no knowledge as to whether the event happened or not. The only people I saw who managed to track her down because she said, I'm not doing any more interviews. Leave me alone, media. I I, I want to clarify. I have no firsthand knowledge of the incident. The only people I saw who got actually got in touch with this woman is NPR and NPR had her in a radio interview segment. You got to hear what this lady says about, about, um, about just why she made the post and about the truth or non-truth of the post. Listen to this. Nina Totenberg tracked her down and talked to her last night where she elaborated. Yeah, so let's play this. This is a clip from Nina's interview with Christina Miranda King. That it happened or not, I have no idea. I can't say that it did or didn't. In my post, I was, you know, empowered and I was sure it probably did. I had no idea that I would have to now, you know, go to the specifics and defend it before 50 cable channels and have my face spread all over MSNBC News and and Twitter. We should also mention that the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Chuck Grassley, actually reached out to her to say, do you want to come testify about this? She was getting all kinds of attention. It really speaks to the trouble, the difficulty in finding the truth of what happened so many years ago. Okay, so I have no firsthand knowledge, but I was empowered when I made the post. Well, okay. Yeah. That's good I enough. I felt so empowered that I just... How stupid. Like, I was making a definitive claim uh, right. as to a very important disputed 
number one news story in the country, basically. I do not expect to have to defend my claims. Right. Oh, who could have foreseen media coming after me? Like, what? How you said you, not- you had certainty about like the biggest mystery in the country right now. There's not much that's mysterious about this. Yeah. I mean, well, if you want to be as charitable with it as possible. That's so, quite the the, you know, the revelation that she just did this because she was feeling empowered. Yes. I can't believe she admitted that. Yeah, it, it was strange to hear her just be that open about it. Uh so that's one apparent witness. Check that off. The, there's another this um Leland Ingham Kaiser. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. This was uh this was a person that Blassie Ford had originally said was at the party with her, a female, another female at this party where uh, Kavanaugh allegedly assaulted her. Uh, she said there was another female there. That would be this, this Kaiser woman. Uh, Kaiser was identified by the previous Washington post coverage. The judiciary committee reached out to her and now her lawyer denies any knowledge of the incident saying, simply put, Miss Kaiser does not know Mr. Kavanaugh and she has no recollection of ever being at a party or gathering where he was present with or without Dr. Ford. So not only what do I not know what she's talking about, about this party, I don't even know Brett Kavanaugh. Okay. Wow. That's so, so absurd. So, so check another witness off in total a week ago, Ford said there were four others that were at that house since then. All four, including Mark Judge, there's one other. All four have produced statements to the Senate Judiciary Committee denying any knowledge of the incident or even having attended such a party. I wonder how she chose these people. I don't know. Because they not, it, it is crazy to me to say not only was I not at a party, like I don't remember a party, I don't even know Kavanaugh the guy. Right. So, and then, and then I don't have the quote in front of me, but Katz, that lawyer Katz, of uh, Blassie Ford, she comes out and says, well, it, do, it makes sense that, that Kaiser would say, I don't remember because she wasn't assaulted at the party. So of course she wouldn't remember. It's like, y- y- you guys were friends and you didn't talk about it at the time. I mean, all right. You don't if it remember. was that traumatic. Don't you think your friend would know about it? Like the presumably, presumably it was a party of four. There, there weren't like two, this wasn't a huge house party, drunken house party with 200 people there or yeah. whatever. So as far as I'm aware, and again, maybe this, Maybe this new accusation from Yale is relevant. But as far as this alleged assault at this house in 1982, there are no, there's no witness testimony to support it. In fact, the witnesses keep getting chopped off one by one by one. Nobody's come forward to, to give any weight to this. Doesn't matter. CNN is doing, between CNN and the Huffington Post, trying to push forth bunk evidence, it is just infuriating. Like, they're just scraping the bottom of the barrel for the most ridiculous shit they can possibly put up in order to imply Kavanaugh guilt. This interview with um, Samantha Gary, who was a childhood friend of Blassie Ford, the, the accuser, tries so hard. It's Jim Acosta questioning her about basically whether she had any knowledge of Kavanaugh assaulting this girl. Listen to what she says. This is uh, this is one of the most astounding clips, even even for CNN. And do you know uh, Brett Kavanaugh at all? I did. I did. I, he was an acquaintance of mine in high school. And, and did he have this uh, reputation for excessive drinking during that time? I can't really speak to that because he wasn't What about uh, what directly... Dr. Ford is alleging? Have you... Was this the first time you had heard anything like that with respect to Judge Kavanaugh? Absolutely. It's not the first time I've heard anything like that in terms of the community of women that I know. You know, one of the things that's been surprising to me as I've 
gotten um, involved in this in the last couple of days is how many women of my class have come forward to me in this last few days and said, I had similar experiences in high school. And this hits me very deeply. And I, it's very- Not with Brett Kavanaugh, but with other with boys. Not with Brett Kavanaugh, but with other boys in our community. And we all feel that if we were in her shoes, we'd want to be taken seriously as well. Okay. Uh, well, we appreciate your time very much, Samantha Gary. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh my God. So to recap, well, Generally speaking, some boys in that community were kind of rapey sometimes, but not Brett Kavanaugh. No, but like other, other guys, guys in that community. Okay. I saw I mean, the most misleading headlines from this. I couldn't even believe what I was. What reading. did they say? Oh, I saw, you know, I saw headlines that, that made it seem like she had confirmed knowledge of Brett Kavanaugh, like having a history of alcohol abuse and, and kind of being predatory. It's like that, that's hmm. clearly not what she said, even confirmed by Jim Acosta. And then he cuts her off. This was terrible for CNN. Terrible. Well, it, there's there's even I think this next segment is arguably even worse. But think about this like this. It would be just as reasonable for me to say that your former presence in Seattle is evidence of your own drug abuse and or other crime, because I see tons of drug abuse in Seattle. And therefore, you're implicated yeah. uh, by your presence or whatever. It, I mean, I don't obviously our audience gets that, but it's just it's such a silly claim to make. It's not even guilt by specific association. It's guilt by like general association right, with parties right. you can't even name. Yeah. I mean, and this is so dangerous because everybody has done dr stupid stuff, you know, in a drunken state, especially when they were teenagers. Are we really going? Is this going to be on the table for everybody now? That's that's <laughs> another interesting debate that I don't even think we have time to get into tonight. I suspect you and I might actually agree on it. But I saw polling that said something like 39 percent of the country says even if it was true, the accusation is true on its face. They wouldn't consider it disqualifying. Yeah, um, I don't know that I really care. This sounds like if it happened, which I really don't think it did that it can be construed as a, a drunken misunderstanding. Maybe he thought he was putting a pass on her and she remembers it as this traumatizing incident, but I wouldn't even go that far. I think hmm. she straight up made it up. Yeah, I was surprised to see the numbers that low for even if true, it would be disqualifying. I, I, mean, I would have guessed I, I don't be think higher, it's disqualifying, do you? I, mm, I think it's... I think it's I think it's a consideration, but I don't think I would disqualify drunk him 17 personally. year old like grabs it, a lot of it is because of the youth. Doctor. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is because of the youth. But uh, but anyway, I, yeah, in the interest of time, we'll keep it uh, moving on. Because the next CNN segment here is just ridiculous. So they, the CNN digs up this clip. Oh, we got Brett Kavanaugh because in 2015, he was giving a speech to his his uh, high school alma mater, I think, Georgetown Prep, the school that he was in at the time of this alleged assault, I believe. And he made a joke. And this is somehow implicit evidence that Brett Kavanaugh has some guilt or at least a guilty conscience. I want to play for you a, a piece of video that we just uh, uh, found. Uh, it shows Brett Kavanaugh back in 2015. Fortunately, we had a, we had a good saying that we've we've held firm to the uh, to this day, as the dean uh, was reminding me before, uh, before the talk, which is what happens at Georgetown Prep stays at Georgetown Prep. That's been a good Ooh. thing for all of us, I think. Obviously, Got this him. is not a conclusive, uh, you know, piece of video that says, you know, that he did anything, but it is, it does speak to uh, this notion that perhaps, you know, he, there are, there are 
portions of his childhood that he would rather not come to light, I suppose. Right, so I think that probably is more of an unfortunate joke, certainly one that he'll regret now. Uh, you know, but I think it's important to, yeah. to realize that this is not a criminal trial. This is the confirmation of a Supreme Court justice. And we, what we have here is a credible accusation. Now, that doesn't mean it's a conclusive accusation. It doesn't mean it's proof. It doesn't mean that people have to believe it, but it is a credible accusation. Oh. No, no. How is this credible? There's that, and I also hate the standard of, well, this isn't a criminal trial, so, you it's know, standard of proof. It's fine to just like, lynch him in the court of we're not public throwing, opinion. Yeah, we're not throwing people under the bus in the absence of evidence, you crazy person. And even if he did this, I'm supposed to believe that he actually did this assault and then treated it, like, knew about it, knew he had done this, knew he had all but raped a girl, and then treated it so flippantly later, like, <laughs> I once got away with basically raping a chick like he's going to joke about it later in public with with like that would one is somehow related to the other it's no. obviously a stupid joke and they have they have the awareness to admit that like well that's just a that's just a joke yeah it's just a joke it's entirely unrelated well there it's are a details. cliche joke too i mean yeah a thousand times obviously obviously did you did you uh hear this anna marie cox clip on msnbc Ugh. she's on Stop the hammering Lawrence O'Donnell's show. Uh, the parade just never ends. Anna Marie Cox is going to say, well, it doesn't matter if, uh, if Kavanaugh did it or not, because what really matters is, does he understand a woman's pain? That's what we need to pay attention to. Does he understand the pain? Well, it's definitely attempted rape. <laughs> I, I, I... It's definitely attempted rape. Just, let's be clear about that. Definitely attempted rape. I don't see it any other way. We need to judge Brett Kavanaugh not just on what he may or may not have done, but how he treats a woman's pain. How does he respond to what is happening, whether or not he's, oh he God. agrees that this, this happened with her? Um, does he take her pain seriously? Do the, do the people interrogating her take her pain seriously? Now, I'll give you a spoiler alert. I don't think Brett Kavanaugh takes women's pain very seriously, and I know that because of the decisions he's made as a judge. Um, but I think that for have that unfold on you know national television live and will be quite instruction instructive is this the society you guys want to live in where the highest standard is whether or not you give in to female emotional whims is this what you <laughs> men want you need to take back the power this is ridiculous no women in government no women in government i'm listening i i, I said earlier i was like if, if there was ever an estrogen fest to convince me yeah. tonight might be the night uh that's just unbelievable to me dealing with a woman's pain it's just like like dealing with somebody being offended like i'm supposed to know how you're going to react to something and your reaction should dictate how much i care Correct, no yeah. no i have a few questions for anna marie cox one how do you demonstrate sufficient feeling of a woman's pain do i just say like i feel do i preface every comment with i feel your pain but let me, now let me explain how you're lying bitch is that sufficient <laughs> it, and then um why why should he sympathize with accusations that are career or life ruining that yeah, he believes yeah. to be false why does he have to sympathize uh and then the the part that i find particularly awful in that too is that she's going to judge his guilt by his legal decisions well sorry he's not making he's not just making decisions from the bench based on female feelings or right. whether or not the decision is nice to a woman or not he's making decisions based on the law and if you don't like that you can change the law yeah you can do that but it's not his job to be like, uh, how's this case going to be decided? Well, there's a woman on this side, so woman. That's not how it works, man. Yeah. Ugh. The Huffington Post, also trying to manufacture guilt. 
in any way they can. These, the, I think these, these pieces that they were publishing are just disgraceful. Uh, I think, I think they're, again, I'm not big morality police guy, but I think that when you're trying to assign guilt to a person in total absence of evidence in these just straw grasping ways, I do find it immoral. To be honest, the Huffington Post publishes this story. Brett Kavanaugh liked female clerks who looked a certain way. Yale student was told. So years ago, a Yale law student allegedly received advice from her professor. She was trying to get a clerkship with Kavanaugh. And she said Kavanaugh likes his female clerks to look a certain way. So, so it's advice from a third party. Kavanaugh d- didn't say anything, didn't do anything. You got to scroll all the way down to paragraph four. Neither said the judge did anything untoward regarding the women he worked with, but the student found their counsel off-putting. He's not even involved in this. You're going to run these headlines that he's basically telling women to unbutton their tops or something. Right. I mean, and what is a woman of a certain look anyway? Like, even if that that were true, how, how do we know that it's not like a professional looking woman that wears glasses or something? Right. And I think in the story here, uh, let's see. He did not say what a certain look was. I did not ask, the woman said. So we don't even know if it was supposed to be sexy or not. Yeah. It might just be like, don't dress like a slob, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. Which is important when you're a clerk. You have to dress well, be presentable. Yeah. That's That's irresponsible. I I agree. I I do think this sort of stuff is immoral to be publishing. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh, apparently his, his Yale fraternity is getting him in trouble too, even before the alleged... What what was it? Brett Kavanaugh touched his penis to my face or something like that. Is that no? Horrible? He just he just whipped it out and then she like accidentally touched it. But what did he yell? Do you remember? Or Somebody what did the party like, go? Brett Kavanaugh's penis is in Debbie's face. Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> Debbie was it? God. Apparently, the the Huffington Post is publishing this too. Brett Kavanaugh's Yale fraternity hoisted a flag made of women's underwear in 1985. Oh no! So the the fraternity he was in when he was a sophomore at Yale made a flag of bras and panties. Brett Kavanaugh's not pictured in the photo <laughs> has no apparent association or responsibility for this, but for the fact that he was at Yale in this particular fraternity at the time, there's no allegation that he had anything to do with this stupid image. And yet they write these headlines implying he has some kind of association when he does not. Oh We're going to paint God. this guy as a pervert and a sexual deviant any way we can, no matter how flimsy the evidence. Disgraceful. Yeah. And, and, then, and then this this piece from the Atlantic. Kavanaugh bears the burden of proof. Just to let you know how backward no. we've gone. And it's the opposite. Opposite, opposite, opposite. Kavanaugh bears the burden of proof. Now, to give this author as much credit as possible, because I was tweeting this out yesterday or the day before, and I said, you know, this is the kind of shit that makes me think we can't share a country. We're just going to abandon presumption of innocence. I can't share a country with you if we don't share the value of presumption of innocence, to be honest. Right. Now, no this, free speech, no presumption of innocence, no yeah. guns. It's like, I, no, I, there's no compromise with Also me. open borders, also open kind border. of communism, yeah. like whatever. Uh to be fair to this author, he's not arguing that be the legal standard, and he's explicitly clear about that. He's saying this is a special consideration because it's a job interview, so I still disagree entirely. But what he writes is, uh, here's an excerpt. In this endeavor, Kavanaugh himself bears the burden of proof. This sounds like unjust ground to stake out in a society in which the accused is innocent until proven guilty. But in practical terms, Kavanaugh is the one who wants to persuade the marginal senator to vote for him. He is the one who has to give Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski enough confidence in him so that 
so that they can vote to confirm him, believing uh, they can defend their actions to a legion of angry voters. It is he, not Ford, who needs to count to 50. Now, I would say to this author, I hope you're applying for uh, a job, career advancement in your journalism, and someone makes a false rape allegation against you and you don't get the job. Yeah. Because after all, it's on you to prove to your employer that you didn't do it. Right. That being said, uh, this is not even a rape accusation. Sure. This is he groped me over my bathing suit when we were blacked out drunk and yeah. I was 17. I can't remember any of the details. And I was saying it in video earlier this week. I'll say it again. It is foolish to think that, well, it's just like the free speech stuff. Well, as long as it's not, as long as it's the government doing it or not the government doing it, it's just fine. No, it's not. Okay. All the, everything in the bill of rights is a legal articulation of cultural values, cultural standards. The idea that I'm not going to punish you for the things that you say are metal in your life. The idea that I'm not going to assign guilt to you, not just in a court of law, but even in my own opinion, my own mind, uh, I guess you can do that. You're entitled to the freedom of your own mind, but I'm not going to try to punish you in that form of assigning guilt without sufficient evidence. I'm going to presume that you're innocent unless there, it can be demonstrated to me Otherwise. that you are in fact guilty. Otherwise yeah. I'm not going to fuck with your life. Yeah. And that's what these people want. They want this guy's life to get messed up in a total absence of evidence. Well, they're so short-sighted too. They don't, they don't realize the precedent that this is going to set for all people. Um, are we really going to put youthful tomfoolery as a standard for whether or not you are uh, a good person or can do any number of jobs? Um, mm -hmm. Feminists don't want that. I mean, we're going to have to go back to a seriously Victorian society where like nobody drinks or bangs each other. Yeah. Or dates anybody as at work or does anything like that. Like we're going to have to really because... walk it back here. Yeah, as we all get older, too. I mean, Brett Kavanaugh doesn't have his college years documented in Facebook archives and things yeah, like that. This is yeah. going to get much messier as yeah. times develop. Definitely. Oh. Gender relations, you know, couldn't be any worse already. Oh, well, speaking of gender relations, now that we've seen this far of an estrogen fest, it's going to get worse because these between Maisie Hirono, the senator from Hawaii, and oh, Chris, Kirsten Gillibrand, the senator this. from New York, I mean... <laughs> Okay, so they're, they're having their press conference with all these letter signers of women who support Blasey Ford yet have no knowledge of the case. But they're out talking about uh, these women who have signed this letter. And they're going to just make some totally similar to the Atlantic guy here. They're going to make totally bizarre, backward arguments about guilt and innocence. And then later we'll hear Hirono tell all men of the country to shut up. <laughs> shut up all men. Okay. Here are, here's their press conference this week. This is a fast track. They are totally intent on getting Judge Kavanaugh onto the Supreme Court. Come hell or high water. Come hell or high water. And you have to ask yourself, why? And why isn't Judge Kavanaugh asking for an FBI investigation if he has nothing to hide? I believe Dr. Blasey Ford because she's telling the truth. And you know it by her story. You know it by the fact that she told her therapist five years ago. It was documented at the time. We have the therapist's notes. She told her husband, this is a trauma she's been dealing with her whole life. These are the hallmarks of someone who wants to be believed because she fears that if this person is confirmed, he will do terrible things for America women. He, she is concerned America that he women. does not have the character, mm -hmm. the integrity, the honesty to be a Supreme Court justice. She is asking the FBI to investigate her claims. She is asking for that kind of review, that investigative work, 
that oversight, that accountability, because she's telling the truth. Someone who is lying does not ask the FBI to investigate their claims. Who is not asking the FBI to investigate these claims? The White House. Dr. Kavanaugh, or, excuse me, Judge. Judge Kavanaugh has not asked to have the FBI review these claims. Is that the, is that the reaction of an innocent person? It is not. Well, if you wanted to lie, you would make a claim that is not capable of being investigated. Right. That would be <laughs> step one. Just like this, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she couldn't say that she had actually been raped because that there's too much, you know, hmm. the, the the possibility of proving that is, is much greater, even though that wouldn't be able to be, be proved either. But it had to be something like this, like uh, unspecified in the location and the time period, something not as bad as rape, but close, like an, yeah. a bad enough to appall people. Like the, the, the part about putting um, his hand over her mouth. I think that yeah. was very strategically placed. Uh, and to the second point, the idea that if you're not asking for an investigation into an allegation against you, that is the mark of a guilty person. Now, if I were to accuse Senator Serrano, uh, uh, Gillibrand of fraud or any stupid crime baselessly, let's just say I talk to some media outlets and say, I have evidence they're committing some, any crime. Would we expect those two senators to, to immediately call the FBI and say, investigate me, please. <laughs> no, because they'd say that's some bullshit. I didn't yeah. do that. I, the idea that he, the, the way she phrased it, he's not asking for an investigation. Is that the mark of an innocent man? It is not like, no, what? no. What a dangerous concept. In wrongful convictions, uh, it often happens because people like the police will judge the reactions of the of the suspect. So like if hmm. somebody's not sad enough that their kid got murdered or something like that, yeah. then they'll they'll zoom in on them as a suspect. That's often how these wrongful convictions happen. You can't judge somebody's reaction, somebody's emotional reaction. This is not how our judiciary is going to work. Like do you want this to be based on how people are feeling because yeah. it's going to to absolutely destroy society. Now think of this, like think of every allegation the chat could throw at me right now. And if I don't call for an investigation into each and every one of them, I am presumably guilty. Right. guilty of whatever they say in the chat right now. Uh, but, you know, that's just man talk. That's just mansplaining. That's toxic masculinity. Uh, men like me, men like us, we all just need to shut up, says Maisie Hirono this week. You're one of just four women on the committee. Yes. How does that impact proceedings, if at all? Of course it helps that there are women on that committee. But you know what? I expect the men in this country and the men in this committee and many of them believe me because we all signed on to this letter to uh, demand an FBI investigation but really guess who's perpetuating all of these kinds of ac actions it's the men in this country and I just want to say to the men in this country just shut up and step up do the right thing for a change okay you can see I'm a little that just upset by in this the you know the unfairness of no. it but you have a second question I think it's Blumenthal Maybe. Is it? I could only see the bottom of his face. Yeah, it's not flake. I was like, what is he doing there? Oh, jeez. That is just that horrible. I would be surprised. Me. Oh, yeah. I, first off, what's the right thing? Is assigning guilt the right thing? Because as far as I can tell, the Judiciary Committee, led by Republicans, is doing the right thing. They're doing everything they can to get the testimony of this woman to assess just what the hell happened. What is the right thing? Is the right thing saying, believe women so this, this accusation is true? That's the right thing? Tell me what the right thing is, Maisie Hirono. I'll shut up and listen if you can tell me what the right thing is, but I didn't hear that. <laughs> Whatever supports her current political standing. Oh. Okay. There's only 
three more irrational women to get through. <laughs> or at least three more clips. You ready? Because the celebrities, the celebrities are going to assign oh. guilt to Kavanaugh too. Move On has a collection of celebrities, again, none of whom have any knowledge of this case at all. But, uh, but they believe the accuser. Why? Because it aligns with their politics, of course. Here's, a, here's an ad cut from Move On this week. Stunning and brave, I must say. Dear Professor Ford. Dear Professor Ford. Dear Professor Ford. We know how difficult it is to stand up to power. Ah, Julianne Moore, no. We want to thank you for publicly sharing your story of sexual violence. Is that a child? This context is critical. He should not be confirmed. I think so. He should not be confirmed. He should not be confirmed. You are strong. You are strong. And you are not alone. You are a survivor. You and your testimony are credible. We believe you. By the way, I think that was the we're going to take first the bump stocks, then all your guns girl from Parkland. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Really? Yeah. The one with the glasses. Someone the only person sh- I recognize is Julianne Moore. Oh, you're right. That's the like, we're going to take all your guns girl. <laughs> oh, we should definitely listen to her. Yeah. Incredible. We believe you. We believe you. We believe you. Signed, your sisters. Signed, your sisters. Signed. Your sisters. Mm. Okay. We should definitely listen to celebrities about everything. There's there's absolutely zero knowledge of the case in that entire piece. None. Uh, But Sam, and then we got the celebrities too. Sam B and uh, and Sarah Silverman. Sam B has a whole segment saying, "Well, uh, Ford Ford did did a favor to the country. This is a great big favor that Blasey Ford is doing for us." Christine Blasey Ford didn't ask for any of this shit. She did America a favor by coming forward with extremely relevant background information about an important job applicant. It's like if you were hiring an accountant, you'd want someone to tell you if he was also Wesley Snipes' accountant, (laughs) even if he was Wesley Snipes' accountant when he was in high school, which would actually make sense. It's been 27 years since Anita Hill. Can we please try to be less horrendous about it this time? We've had enough of these 90s reboots. We're good. So Wesley Snipes was convicted of tax fraud or evasion or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. It's just amazing to me that she just plugs in. Like you can demonstrate guilt in that case. Yeah. She just plugs in this Kavanaugh case to something like that as though the demonstration of guilt is interchangeable. Yeah, he's guilty. It's like. We should evaluate, we should evaluate, she's making this whole claim, we should evaluate Kavanaugh's nomination in light of this new information. Yeah, but you've presumed that information to be true without demonstrated evidence. Right. Which is Any evidence, it. I reiterate. Any. No evidence. Any. Sarah Silverman says much the same thing, though I promise, this is for the viewership too, this is the last, this is the last of it. Oh, Jesus, dude. God. The last of the nonsense. Sarah Silverman letting us know her take on the issue. Kavanaugh does not remember it at all. And, you know, why would he? It was clearly not a a life-changing moment for him. But for her, it had a lasting effect. And of course it did. She was held down against her will. Adrenaline is released into your body during moments like this. It's why you remember them. It's why, you know, people remember exactly where they were when JFK was shot or when 9-11 happened or when they found out that Garth Brooks was Chris Gaines. I think she's doing something really brave. And now in this time when we should be thoroughly vetting Kavanaugh, we are vetting her. 
someone who's exposing her personal life at the expense of her entire life. And she's okay with it because that's the code she lives by. Kavanaugh lives by a slightly different code. What happens at Georgetown Prep stays at Georgetown Prep. I mean, oh. whatever you think of him, you gotta admit, the guy is funny. That's the code she lives by? You don't know anything about this bitch. You don't know, anything, bitch. You don't know anything. That's the code that she lives by. And then to say that that's the code that Kavanaugh lives by, an obvious joke from years ago taken wildly out of context. What a horrendous thing to say, to just assign guilt to him in that way. I mean, my that's God. so bad for him. I mean, he must be enduring so much right now and his poor daughters and wife. Sure. And then to your point, well, adrenaline makes you remember things like this. Well, maybe it could make you remember the fucking year that right, it happened right. in. Yeah. Oh, I know all or the like, specific details about. Who was there? Yeah. yeah. I know the details about him covering my mouth and turning up the music and all. But generally, I don't know why I was there or the place exactly or, or the how time. I got there or how I got oh, home. Oh, my God. Just enraging. And here's the last little piece on this, too. Uh, the, the only women speaking who I don't see getting tons and tons of coverage this week are the people who actually know Brett Kavanaugh and are testifying to his character. So this week, some 87 women attended the I Stand with Brett press conference in D.C. These are women who have known Brett Kavanaugh for life, women who worked with him, women who dated him. Uh, they all speak to his character. Uh, I didn't see a ton of media coverage of this, but this is just some quick excerpts of what they had to say. No matter the hour or assignment, Brett was always the same. Thoughtful, detailed, and wise beyond his years. And whether you were male or female, white or black, an intern or the chief of staff, Brett was also always the same. Respectful, responsive, and available. His character was consistent. I'm here to tell you about the Brett Kavanaugh I have known for 38 years. A man who was in high school and is to this day a gentleman of the highest caliber who always treated women with decency and respect. I'm here because I felt it important to share my perspective on Brett's character and to talk about a man that I've known for over 35 years. The allegation against Brett is inconsistent with everything that I have known about him as a person. Hmm. Well, don't Honey, believe I those women. Didn't hear anything about this. Yeah. Those women are not to be believed. Only the ones that fit the uh, prevailing political uh, objectives. Now, Public reception on this, I'm a little bit surprised because, my God, was this a, a smear job? I mean, just the full force of, as I said, media, politicians, celebrities, everybody's out after Brett Kavanaugh, doesn't appear to have had a significant effect on the public, although this HuffPost poll is dated September 17th and 18th, so you know earlier in the week, maybe before it took full effect. But in total, only 26% of respondents said they view the accusation against Kavanaugh as credible. 28% uh, say non, uh, not credible, 46% saying they don't have enough information or they're not sure. Interestingly, only 25% of female respondents said they found it credible. That's less than the men at 28%. And Democrats, only 53% of Democrats said they find it credible. So, wow. you know, the, the polling on it doesn't look as damning as you might think. However, there's also a Fox News poll out that shows a 5% bump in public opposition to Kavanaugh's nomination. Uh, so Yeah, but who cares about that? Yeah. I mean, it, public opposition the, that's not really going to change. Yeah, it's it's 5%. the senators. Yeah, and it's the senators decision, of course. It's yeah. not it's not like people are going to vote on it. Um even in the Fox News poll though. I mean, 53% is 
high, but those are people that want to believe it. Yeah. They have a question in here too. Who do you believe generally? Christine Ford, 36%, Kavanaugh, 30%, unsure, 34 So pretty even split. Yeah. Um, anyway, the final thoughts on this, this is, I don't think we're going to get any information out of this testimony. I think it's going to be more of the same crap, but here's, here's my official prediction. I don't think this testimony is going to happen. I think, as we said, I think she's going to have her cars going to break down on the way to DC, or she's going to come up with some bullshit demand at the 11th hour, because fundamentally this is a delay tactic. This is a right. stall tactic. This is not about the assault in question. It's not even about the truth of that accusation. It is about trying to delay the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh, at least they're trying, they're trying to set it up such, such that he's not sitting on the full term this time around. Ideally what they want is we're going to delay it past the midterms and exactly. the hail exactly. Mary chance that the Democrats take the Senate. And then we'll just say no Trump nominees for the, for the next two years. And we also have to keep in mind that she wanted to remain anonymous. So that's when she crafted her story about this, she did not think that she was going to have to substantiate it to this high level. She thought she was going to give Diane Feinstein something that um, would help bolster her case, but she didn't think that she was going to be scrutinized at such a high, high level. I mean, she hmm. didn't come out voluntarily. She, the, her information was leaked to the press by Democrats. Yeah, yeah. I so. think that that's an important piece. I think that now she's like, oh, shit. And that's why she's like, I can't fly, even though I live in Hawaii and clearly have taken many flights to the mainland. Well, she lives in California, I thought. I thought she lived in Hawaii. I thought she lived in California. Oh, maybe she went to school in Hawaii. She's, got she's a California time. professor, right? Yeah. It, it, regardless, well, she's, if she's going to drive, she's not in Hawaii, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but maybe regardless, PhD in Hawaii, and that's what yeah. Something Let me know like in the live chat. Well, how did she? How did she? Tra did she? She must take in a boat to Hawaii. Yeah. Because she's so afraid of flying. Must take PhD a in Hawaii. There it is. Oh, um, someone find out. Did she fly there for her PhD? Yeah, she just took a little rowboat. Or is that how she got scared? <laughs> All those flights back and forth. Okay. In the interest of time, so this, that only took us an hour to get through the Kavanaugh stuff. But just, you know, stay tuned for Thursday. It's going to be entertaining no matter what happens. Whether it's just Kavanaugh denying the accusations and she doesn't show up, or if she shows up, I'm grabbing my popcorn and my Coors Light to sit down for some appointment viewing, because that's going to be amazing. Before we get to Rosenstein, we might have to hurry through some of this Rosenstein stuff, because I don't it's have a fine. lot to I actually, say about it, I actually don't find it that super interesting. Okay. Let's, uh, um, let's, should, let's knock some super chats out. Yeah. Cool. Let me reload this real quick. Wow. We got a bunch of two says Matt sexually assaulted me at a far right house party. He groped me and put his hand over my mouth to stop me from screaming. Okay. I'm obviously lying. Matt is never included in far right events. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Nicholas Van Neal. Roughing the passer rule is horseshit from a disgruntled cards fan. What is the point of having a pass rush anymore? I don't know what you're talking F about. Football is turning into a pansy league, basically. And I'm with him on that. Although, considering the Vikings game today, I'm with Blonde, and I don't want to talk football at all today. All right. We'll see what happens. JB Dude, 9061. Loved both of your videos on the data and society. Hippies, keep up the good work. And don't worry, Matt, you're still a Nazi to me. Aww. Aww. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Two A again. Matt and Sticks once made love while discussing politics. Matt clanked his spoon in Sticks's coffee cup until epiphanies spewed forth. That is disgusting. <laughs> Appreciate cool. it. Yay. Thank J Rock you. says Matt and I were going to make love, but he's still too butthurt about the Vikings loss today. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> you Joe. another woman came forward claiming. 
<laughs> Another woman came forward claiming Brett Flasher in a drinking game. Yeah, sorry oh we didn't uh, include that in our notes. It just happened for Brett Flasher. I hope she testifies too. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, Pasos, Pesos Largo says, haven't you or haven't sent you guys a super chat since I was in Korea? Man, it's good to be back. America's the best. Matt, oh, when well, you thanks. join the Proud Boys, we'd love to have you. Uh, I, I, I don't even know what the process is like or like, do I, do I have to apply and maybe an accuser will come forth before doing my <laughs> vetting or who knows, but if Thank there's, some, I mean, I don't know if there's information on it, send it my way. Q-Kid Although I don't travel anywhere. I don't go anywhere. So I wouldn't be able to help with your events and stuff. Yeah, really. It's like, yeah. do you guys have a chapter for homebodies? Yeah. Um, cube cake watching tonight from New York city started my grad program in engineering. Maybe we'll change academia from the inside out one day. Also shout out to my friend Jay. I know he's watching from Wyoming. Hey Jay. Oh, Wyoming. Congratulations on your refuge from the insanity. I'm scouting out some Wyoming options for my future fleeing. <laughs> once the Californians take over here. Attack alpaca. Sorry, Matt, as a bills fan, gotta say, let's go Buffalo. Dude. What a crazy game. I mean, I, I'm not, I, all I can say is that the, the Vikings had basically the most embarrassing loss that I can remember. And I've seen a lot of embarrassing losses. Uh, Patrick Waz did a drinking, did a lot of drinking this weekend. I can totally read. Um, How much flashing though? Uh, oh, I missed one. I uh, did a lot of drinking this weekend at Oktoberfest and I still didn't lose as many brain cells as I did while reading the data and society research. Mm. I know. Nice. Uh, Brian J, I skipped you. Sorry. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh once made love to, to me against my will. I don't know where it was or what year it happened. Can't you just investigate it? No, we can't. No, we can't. I we're not don't doing, give a fuck. We're not doing anything with that. <laughs> the Thank blonde you. rant says, sorry, blonde football talk. No comment on either team today because they both suck. However, look up the gif of McCarthy ready to punch out the ref after another roughing call on Matthews. It's pretty funny. Huh? I, I didn't watch the Packers game today or even see the highlights. I know they lost, but I'll try to find it while you keep going. Thank you. The blonde rant. Alessandra Cortara, the reaction to the SCOTUS nomination shows the left. It is using the same principles as the Soviet secret police. Bring me the man and I'll find you the crime. I've yeah. also heard reports of a second accuser. Yep. Disaster. I can't find this gif right now, so I'll have to return to it. But Sorry, Blondra. Thank John you. Martin says, I love you guys. Should my wife's cousin's boyfriend's sister's pool man's grandmother be worried? Connections. You know, yeah, they should be worried. Yeah, definitely. It's snowball theory. They're included in the Nazi chart. Yeah, that person's probably more, you know, got a stronger case to be in the Nazi chart than I do at this point. Uh, two donations from Jacob. One has no note. The other one said, here's some money to help you recover from your I haven't been labeled a Nazi blues. He is sad. <laughs> yeah, I'll do what I can. Yeah, Thank you. Um, Doc Bailey, do you get the feeling that even Jesus of Nazareth couldn't get nominated to the SCOTUS? Honestly, if all the stupid stuff I've done was brought up, I couldn't get elected a uh, dog catcher kind of sad. Yeah, but I feel like, yeah. especially with drinking culture, that, that everybody's like that. Everybody. I've heard, I mean, I didn't even go to a party school and I was not a party kid in college, but I've heard stories of similar antics, not necessarily of this like accusation of the assault, but like, Drinking games, flashing people. Sure. I've heard of that many times. I think that's happened to a lot of people. Yep. Uh, Rainier Chen. Hi, guys. We'll watch you tomorrow. Just heard about the second Kavanaugh accusation from The New Yorker. And it got my blood boiling. The Dems are clearly monkeying it up and just flinging random crap from yeah. their asses. Yes, that's what it sounds like. Let's just do two more for right now. Um, Philbert 53 Rogers. Matt, you made my week with your video on uh, being left out of all the hit pieces. Keep up the good oh, work. Thanks. Your time will come. 
blonde as always keep up the good fight as well thank you i appreciate it uh last one for right now is brian g again really easy strategy to prove second accuser is lying ask her what does his penis look like what are the approximate dimensions is he cut or uncut any distinguishing marks does he have a prince albert actually the uh the circumcision question wouldn't be a bad route to go you'd think you could probably answer that and if she answered you know an opposite of what he is Maybe that would be interesting, but she's got a 50, 50 chance of guessing, right? Or I don't know. What's the percentage? I think like 80% of American men are. Are? Okay. So it's much higher than I thought. All right. It might be lower in new generations, but of, of yeah. millennials. Yeah. 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 Okay. Tell me about uh, Rod Rosenstein. Cause I didn't follow this closely this week. And I don't even know what to make of this. Um, so the New York Times reported on Friday that Rosenstein had discussed secretly recording Trump and enlisting cabinet members to invoke the 25th to remove him from office. So apparently he said this at a meeting. McCabe had taken a memo after that. I, I presume McCabe is the one that leaked this. Mm -hmm. um, Rosenstein denied the report, and one person who was present at the time told Fox News, I believe, that uh, Deputy Attorney General was just being sarcastic. Okay. All right. So he made the comment about possibly recording Trump during a 2000, May 2017 meeting with McCabe and McCabe had been elevated FBI director following James Combs fire. So I don't, I don't know how I really feel about this. It's like, why now? Why now do you want Trump to fire Rosenstein? I'm very suspicious of this. Ah, so you think they're trying to bait him into firing him basically? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't doubt that it's true. Although if he was joking, it seems seems a very odd and unprofessional thing to do in front of a bunch of FBI subordinates. If it's strategic, maybe you bait Trump into knee-jerk firing Rosenstein or even Jeff Sessions, who he's, who he's had public spats with right. lately. And then maybe you gin up as much midterm enthusiasm that that as you can about obstruction of justice or stuff or something. wants to take some heat off of himself or take some people down with him. Um, but I'm really suspicious about this. I hope that he doesn't fire him for this. I mean, I think he deserves mm. it. Rosenstein's fucking worthless. So is Jeff Sessions. But I am suspicious. I think he should sit on it because I wonder why they want him out now. Has Trump, Trump given any indication about what he wants to do about this? Um, he said at one of his rallies earlier in the week, I think it was the Missouri rally, but I might be wrong, that like he's going to do some some house cleaning. He said something like, Hmm. alluding to that but i don't think he's mentioned it outright i mean i'm sure he's uh, hip to what's going on here i i'm i'm in a, i don't know you know whether or not i believe this accusation or not but i'm in the camp that believes it would be politically foolish to do basically any justice department firings before the midterms i think that would yeah, look yeah. poorly upon him politically Especially and probably with be... the russia probe this it's just kind of fizzling out nothing's happening people aren't even really talking about it anymore um, yeah i think that thing's gonna die on its own i mean i've i've always been in the camp of like they don't have shit right. let it go on forever until Mueller has to walk out and be like i got nothing it, but the other side yeah. of it is maybe he never does maybe it goes on for the entire trump presidency you know Wasn't yeah but, but that's even good because th as long as they continue to do it without finding anything it just wears the american people out yeah. and eventually people have to be like okay wasn't the speculation this summer that Mueller was going to have his his investigation concluded and a report out in September? Wasn't that? Yeah, I mean, tick tock, tick tock. We got a week to go. It's it's not going to happen. Done. But I understand why Trump doesn't want to make any great any big moves in this. I mean, yeah. it's just going to fizzle out on its own. And I think that that's probably what happened with the FISA declassification. Yeah, Although so tell me about I was that. really pissed about this for a while. 
So he agreed on Friday to delay the release of key files related to the investigation into Russian meddling, um, urging the inspector general to review the documents on an expedited basis. But previously he had been like, I am going to release everything related to Carter, Carter Page on Redacted. And I was so Good. super excited. Good, I'm like, yeah. we deserve to know what happened here. And then he totally walked it back. And I was like, God damn it. Somebody got in his ear. And I think I, I'm speculating that what happened here is people were like, this is going to come out anyway. Um, there's really no reason for you to do this. It's going to look like you're directing the Russia probe, which they have nothing anyway. It's going to fizzle out. So just sit on it. Just just wait. Yeah. So what he tweeted, let's see. I think he tweeted this on Friday. I met with the DOJ concerning the declassification of various unredacted documents. They agreed to release them, but stated that so doing may have a perceived negative impact on the Russia probe. Hmm. So that I, I, you know, I think that's probably why. Also, key allies asked not to release. Therefore, the IG has been asked to review these documents on an expedited basis. I believe he'll move quickly on this and hopefully other things which he is looking at. In the end, I can always declassify if it proves necessary. Speed is very important to me and to everybody. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess I kind of understand, but he really shouldn't have, you know, given everybody a, a FISA bonus. I hope that he does, man. I mean, that is the main reason I maintain skepticism about some of these claims about FISA abuse and stuff is like, we, we could assess these things publicly and the president is in control of our access to that information. Oh, there was definitely and, FISA abuse. I'm not, I don't doubt that for a second, but I think that he just doesn't want to have the appearance of trying to alter the probe when the probe is, has clearly taken its course. Hmm. Nobody's even talking about it anymore in the media. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to see the day that we get to see everything that's in that Carter Page application is going to be an exciting day. I hope it's sooner rather than it's later. It's going to be damning. A, I mean, I really think that he was going to do it. And then some people, some of his aides were like, don't. Although hmm. I didn't really understand this part of like key allies asked us not to release. Like what? Who? And so, so just so I'm clear, the for now, they're not releasing anything. It's yeah. not even tentatively redacted specific pieces or anything. Right, it's right. Just but nothing. he said like if he has to. I, I can okay. I can release it, but we deserve to see that. I mean, that's the real thing. I, I, I hear a lot of people on the right saying like, well, it doesn't really matter what the perception about Russia is. But like, I understand where he's coming from because it's so late in the game. It's so late in the game. It's like, just let it let it fizzle out. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> comfortable moving on. Yeah, I, I don't I, these stories really blew over and to make way for this Kavanaugh nightmare. All right, let's uh, let's talk Beto O'Rourke, and then we'll get into this Texas murder. I can be pretty quick on O'Rourke because I don't know that there's a ton to say here, but recall that Beto O'Rourke is the Democratic challenger for Senator Ted Cruz. I was looking at the real clear politics polling aggregations earlier, and uh, it's showing Cruz is about a five-point lead, but that's pretty tight, especially for Texas. You think of deep red Texas, tough for a Democratic challenger to unseat a Republican like Cruz, but here we are. Uh, as I said in, in, at the start of the show, it appears that um, that maybe O'Rourke is taking cues from Nancy Pelosi or whomever in the Democratic Party leadership on how to lose miraculously despite things otherwise being in your favor. Because he had a series of, you call them gaffes, I just think they're odd statements. I think they're statements that probably aren't going to sit well with your average Texan. But yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think these are politically wise statements in addition to finding um, several of them just false, in my opinion. But they, st uh, they started this town hall that he had this week. 
and he's speaking to this audience and then he takes a question from an audience member. We'll start with what he had to say during his speaking event where he refers to the Justice Department, police included, as the new Jim Crow. Here's Beto O'Rourke. Following what we thought was the end of that injustice at the end of the Civil War. That, that injustice, too many more people here than, than I know firsthand, continues to persist today. That system of suspecting somebody solely based on the color of searching that person solely based on the color of their skin, stopping that person, solely based on the color of their skin, shooting that person, solely based on the color of their skin. It is why some have called this, I think it is an apt description, the new Jim Crow. Okay. I mean, it's quite the presumption to say that these higher arrest rates and incarceration rates uh, are not, in fact, the result of committing more crime, but it's all just Justice Department racism. It's all the cops are racist. All the judges are racist. Everybody yeah, running the jails is racist. And all the victims that are describing the perpetrator are also lying in exactly the same proportion of the F- FBI statistics of arrests. So they must racist. be colluding with one another, right? It's the new Jim Crow. It's the new Jim Crow is the justice system. Now, I saw a hilarious NBC News fact check because Ted Cruz and other Republicans and right wing media, they're running with this saying Beto O'Rourke called cops the new Jim Crow. And NBC News fact checking debunked this saying that's false because he was calling the Justice Department more broadly the new Jim Crow, which is true. I mean, he was referring more to more. He was referring to more than just cops. But he is also referring to cops when he says arresting that person just on the color of their skin, shooting them just based on the color of their skin. I found it hilarious that they called that a false claim. I mean, it might not be the the most specifically accurate claim possible, but he is absolutely calling police officers the new Jim Crow in that yeah. quote. Okay. Then he gets a question from an African-American member of the audience, asks him point blank, do you support uh, citizenship and benefits for illegals? I'll take a yes or no. And Beto O'Rourke gives this kind of odd, long-winded answer about how illegals are necessary to work cotton gins in Texas. Okay. Here's Beto O'Rourke again. My question is, do you support granting citizenship and American-paid benefits to illegal aliens who violate our country to come here, who fly their flags, their foreign flags here, who have citizenship in their countries and whose families absolutely did not build this country? while black people are suffering the things that you explained before. You can answer yes or no, please. And yes, there, there are some people who did not follow our laws when they came here. Because I mentioned going to the high school in Roscoe. I also went to the cotton gin in Roscoe. And at that cotton gin, there are 24 jobs. And the manager of that gin says, it does not matter the wages that I pay or the number of hours that we set in the work week. I can find no one born in Roscoe or Sweetwater or Texas or this country who's willing to work it. But there are immigrants who are coming from Central America or Mexico or other parts of the world to Roscoe to work these jobs and to help build our economy. I like that Jonah Hill reaction. There he is in the audience like, no. (laughs) Now, to the point, I don't grant that illegal labor is a necessary component of the U.S. economy. That's the argument he's making. And actually, I... I personally am not going to say that he was racially motivated in talking about cotton gin labor to a black guy. The only thing I'm ta- that I want to highlight here is that had the party been reversed, if he was a conservative or Republican talking to a black guy about cotton gin labor, imagine the monkey up reaction that oh, would have God. resulted from it. It was such a really, thing. really tone deaf. It reminded me of, um, do you remember when Kelly Osbourne said on The View, like, 
if there are no Mexicans here, who's going to clean your toilets? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. She got roasted for that. She did, yeah. Meanwhile, it is basically the same argument that Beto O'Rourke is making here. Yeah. She gets ripped for that. I've not seen him heavily ripped for this. Um, I think that his claims about the economic theory here are questionable. I'm not, I'm not going to call him racist, but I do see a double standard here about race sensitivity. Right. Uh, the last thing Beto O'Rourke did, they actually had a debate on Friday night, him and Ted Cruz, and the moderator asked uh, O'Rourke about his 1998 DUI, which he doesn't deny. He had a DUI in 1998. He crashed his car on the interstate into a truck. A witness alleges that he tried to drive away and the witness stopped him from driving away until the police officers could get there. And the moderator asks specifically about that. Now, interestingly, O'Rourke says, I didn't try to flee. That's not what the witness statement says in the police record obtained by the local papers. So maybe he's lying here, maybe not, but there is some inconsistency to note. Beyond that, listen to his explanation about why he got a second chance in life and has made the best out of that second chance. A witness said in that accident that you tried to leave the scene of the accident. Did you? And should voters be concerned about this incident? Yeah, I, I did not try to leave the scene of the accident, though driving drunk, which I did, is a terrible mistake for which there is no excuse or justification or defense, and I will not try to provide one. I was able to have a second chance in my life. I was able to start a small business with good friends and represent 750,000 people from my community in the United States Congress. I've, I've made the most that I could with my second chance and my opportunity. What I do know now, is that as a white man in this country, there's a privilege that I enjoy that many African-American men and women do not. They do not have that second chance. They're forced to check that box on an employment application form that makes it harder for them to get a job. They're ineligible for the Pell Grants that would allow them to attend SMU or TCU or any institution in this area. And their choices are narrowed. Their options are constrained in their lives. Now, you might ask, why didn't he have to check those boxes that would constrain his options? Because he took court-ordered classes and his drunk driving charge was later dismissed. Now, to him, I say, well, if this white privilege thing is so bad, why don't you disavow, denounce your white privilege and say, no, please, court, give me a, give me a conviction that will... Yeah. I, I don't want my Throw white privilege card right. in honor of in honor of the black oppression in this country. I hereby submit to black justice on this issue. Okay. Right, right. And I think as far I might be wrong about this, but as far as crime statistics go, I think that drunk driving is one of the few crimes that is not uh, done more by black people. Hmm. And I let me know in the it. live chat if I'm if I'm wrong about that. It's but real, it's like it's murder a white and trash rape pastime, are, drunk driving. Yeah, I mean, murder <laughs> yeah. and rape are are pretty heavy in in the black population uh, when you look at the FBI statistics. But I think drunk driving is like more of a white thing. <laughs> yeah. Now, to your point, I I shared the same reaction, which is like, okay, you mentioned how you got a second chance in life and you worked hard to make the best of it. Great message. Great right, message. Right. Now, sure then you go to this white privilege thing. Yeah. He's perpetuating this idea. This is what you're. This is what he is teaching to minority youth in this country well the system's stacked against you so don't don't bother i mean you're gonna you're gonna be treated unfairly in the legal system or at school or in the workplace so you know don't work hard mm -hmm. because someone's just gonna punish you anyway the, the system's stacked against you yeah. it's gonna be impossible for you to succeed because of white privilege so don't try yeah don't try i mean i'm not being totally charitable with his perspective there but fundamentally i, be, I believe it boils down to that basic message the system is against you therefore complain about the system don't work hard Bummer.
We'll see how it goes. The Texas Senate race is one of the more interesting to watch as the midterms come up here. I would be shocked if O'Rourke wins. That would be a stunner. But it's not outside the possibility, not, not outside a realistic possibility here. Speaking of Texas, you want to get through this before we close out with Super Chat and get to yeah, sticks? Yeah, this story. I don't even know what to think about this. this. It's not often you get to watch an actual killing on tape. And before we get to the clip, I will say there's nothing gruesome in the clip itself. The themes, the sounds might be upsetting, but there's nothing actually displayed on camera in case you're sensitive to that sort of thing. And so we don't get in trouble on YouTube. Quite frankly, the raw footage of it, I'm surprised it's even allowed on YouTube, yeah. but it's posted elsewhere. I figured we'd cover our butts and make sure we don't get in trouble for it. So I've edited it accordingly. But here's, here's the setup. Here's the context. There was a dispute between neighbors, Aaron Howard and Kara Box. So Kara Box is the one filming. She is the common law wife of this Aaron Howard. He's the guy who's going to be the most loud, the most belligerent in this exchange. And then on the other side of the, the disagreement, the argument, you have John Miller, who's the older man, and his son, Michael Miller. This incident in question occurred on September 1st. This is Abilene, Texas. Uh, these two parties are next-door neighbors. They've been next-door neighbors since April, but apparently never spoke to each other. Kara Box, this is according to Kara Box's testimony, the lady behind the camera. She said, we had thrown out a twin mattress in a dumpster in our alley a few days before the shooting. You have to have the mattress in the dumpster or they will not haul it away. So they're trying to throw away a mattress in the dumpster. On the morning of September 1st, Box and Howard were in the backyard when they saw the mattress was on their property. So someone had removed the mattress from the dumpster and stuck it back on their property. Howard tossed it back in the dumpster. Box says that's when John Miller came up to the alley, pulled the mattress out of the dumpster, and tossed it back onto Howard's property. So basically what we have here is some sort of neighborly dispute about whether mattresses should be in the common dumpster or not. Presumably he's mad about them taking up all the dumpster space or something like yeah. that. Definitely seems like something that somebody should be get, get killed over, right? Well, this, this, is the, this is how it all started, apparently. Uh, so they taught... They, the, Miller comes out. He takes the, the mattress out of the dumpster, tosses it back onto the property. Howard told Miller to put it back in the dumpster. Miller cursed at Howard and told him he wasn't going to do that, Box said. So keep in mind, this is all according to the lady on the camera who is... She has an allegiance. She has a dog in this fight. Just This is the testimony that we have. She says, that's when John Miller pulled a pistol out of his shorts. So there's this heated dispute between the two neighbors. He pulls out a pistol. Box noted that Howard's nieces and nephews had been with him in the backyard. So guy pulls out a pistol. Other neighbor is pissed because there's kids and family members in the area. Okay. That's when Aaron, the guy who's really pissed in the footage, goes into Papa Bear mode, Box said. A man just pulled a gun on his wife, his brother, his nieces, and nephews. A heated argument ensues in which Howard threatens the Millers. The Millers tell him to back off or, or they'll shoot him. Uh, and at some point during this exchange, too, one of Howard's family members brings a baseball bat to him. So at this point, we've got baseball bat versus gun with mutual threats. Although, in my perspective, the Howards are speaking defensively or no, the Millers are speaking defensively and Howard is kind of being aggressive. Um, and then that's when the shooting takes place. We'll take a look at it in a second. Now, interestingly, well, actually I'll explain the context of what allegedly happened after the shooting. After we look at the clip, let's just have a look at the clip here. This is a, a condensed version of the exchange. And again, just one of the most, you don't see this stuff on footage very frequently, pretty intense stuff. Oh yeah. You're going to jail. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Hold motherfucker. 
I'm right fucking here. You are a player. So just so you're clear, orange shirt guy is the one who's putting the mattress in the dumpster. Shirtless guys are the ones saying, you can't do that. And that's the origin of the fight. Who's the Howard? I'm getting Howard is the guy in the orange. Yep. Go get the gun. Back off. Go get my BB gun. I'm gonna put nine in this motherfucker. Back off. I'm standing at the dumpster, bitch. Get your gun closer to me, I'm gonna kill you. Hey, you hear him saying he's gonna kill me? Yes. I'm at the dumpster. Put the gun up and go inside. You right pulled there. a gun in front you of our children. You pulled a gun in front of my kids. Went for a fucking mattress. Fuck you. Point at me, motherfucker. Go on, Point at me. Take these wings. I'm standing my ground, motherfucker. Take these wings. No, you ain't. You're in an alley. You're not You're in, in your home, alley. sir. You came out to the alley hey, to pour the gun. I will kill you. are dead. This I promise you, you're dead. Ah, I bet. It is an alley. You're in an alley. With a fucking shotgun, you little piece of shit. I'm gonna kill you. I doubt it. Bet. First of all, if you're gonna show this video to the cops, you might want to stop yelling. Oh no! I don't give a fuck. I will fucking kill you. Back you off. pull the gun from my kid. Back off. You pull that gun one more time before I'm taking it up with a bullet through your head. No, you Bet. Point it at me. Take a swing. Point it at me. Go ahead. Point it at me. Thank you, swing. You're a dead man. I doubt it. No, I don't give a fuck what the cops do. I don't care what the cops don't say either. They don't tell you about that. You're a bitch. I'm going to kill you, too. Fuck you, Fuck you, you little faggot. Yeah, you what my kids doing, bitch. If you, come, if you come within three foot of me, I'm going to kill you. Okay. You're not going to shoot my husband. Well, shoot me. You're dead. Point it. Point it. There's a little more of the footage you can observe on your own if you want to see some of the aftermath and some of the reaction. Now, uh, a little more content. the reaction out. That was the most disturbing part. It was pretty intense. I figured, you know, if people want to see that, they can see that themselves. Yikes. Um, now, uh, in terms of what happened immediately after the shooting, Box, the one on the phone, says, then John Miller, the old man, walked up to her and put a gun to her head, yelling at her to get on the ground. Again, this is her testimony. We don't have proof of this. This is what she says. She says that Michael Miller went over to Aaron's brother, placed the shotgun to his head and ordered him to the ground. Abilene police arrived a few minutes later responding to the report and uh, a report of shots fired. The Millers were arrested shortly after the shooting and have been charged with first degree murder. The two have been released after posting a $25,000 bond. So obviously not an outcome we want to see for anybody. I've compiled... Um, some points I have against both parties and some overall difficulties with the case and my opinion on who is at fault or how this should be resolved. But if you want to go first, you can go first or I'll take it. Oh, so much white trash. I mean, I'm conflicted about this because there were so many opportunities to de-escalate the situation. It's like if somebody's pointing a gun at me, I'm like, yo, I'm sorry. I'm just going to back away and then we can resolve this at a different time. I'm not going to be in their face like, fucking kill me. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. And he's like, the guys, you know, they both have guns. And and he's like, if you come within three feet of me, I like, I will kill you. But he doesn't have the right to do that, you know? Uh, well, Texas is a stand your ground law. And that's They're part of the complication alley. here is no, nobody here has a duty to flee as far as I understand. Again, I'm not a lawyer, so don't, and I'm certainly not a lawyer in Texas. So I'm making my educated assessments of this, but I quite possibly might misspeak. I invite some legal commentary on this if people have expertise in this area. But but that's part of the problem too, is neither of them have a duty to flee. And if someone is using deadly force against you, you can legally use deadly force against them. I mean, 
morons. Everybody involved in this is a white trash moron, right? Mm. We can agree on that. I certainly agree that there is there were a seemingly infinite number of ways to avoid this outcome, and that is highly regrettable. Yeah. yeah. Um, here, so here's my assessment of the case. So my case against Aaron Howard, orange shirt guy, uh, explicitly threatened harm and to kill the Millers. Like he says yeah. straight up, I will kill you I will and not kill you. leave Multiple me alone times, or I'll kill yeah. you. I'll kill you. Multiple times. I will kill you straight up. Didn't he say like, I'll put a bullet in your brain? Yes. Yeah. Um, it appears, this is part of the difficulty too. It appears that he may have made an aggressive move with the baseball bat that prompted the shooting, but I, I can't know, say that with certainty. Yeah. That's, it might have been the case. I can't say that with certainty. Um, now, even if there was unjustified aggression toward him or his family, he chose to escalate it significantly for minutes. It's 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 hard for me. It's hard to argue from my perspective that hit that it was defensive action on orange shirt guy's part. Based on what I can observe here, criticism against the Millers, the guys who actually did the shooting, could have, again could have de-escalated by just walking away and calling the cops. I'm just, I'm, I believe that would have worked just fine. Um, and if accusations are true, if the accusations are true, that they basically citizen arrested the rest of the family and put guns to their head, totally unnecessary escalation as well. Mm-hmm. So if that's true, that's a, that's. And they weren't armed. It was just the guy with the bat, right? But you can see in the clip that the bat gets thrown at the old man at one point. So the bat, if that's true, that they put guns to their heads, the bat is no longer in their possession at that point. Okay. Now, here are the difficulties in assessing who I find at fault or how this should be resolved. Um, one, we don't know how the actual aggression originated. Box says they, the Millers pulled a gun, but we don't necessarily know what that means. Did they point the gun at them? Did they brandish it? Were they just carrying a gun? Because simply having a gun in your person does not impl- it doesn't constitute assault. It doesn't imply aggression. You can have a gun on your person. That's not a crime. Yeah. If they point a gun at you and say, I'm going to kill you, well, there you've got your crime. Uh, we just, so we don't know. We don't know to what degree the gun actually was used as a, in a threatening way by the Millers to start. We don't know the type of move that orange shirt guy Howard made with the baseball bat right before the shooting. It's off camera. It might have. There might have been something there. I can't tell. If he took a swing at one of those guys, for example, then I'm firmly in the camp of the shirtless father and son. If, if he took a swing with the baseball bat, yeah. defensive action, legit. Yeah. Um, and then also, so this is where it's complicated too. Both parties could have walked away, de-escalated this, but nobody, as far as I understand Texas law, nobody's required to. It appears that both of these parties had a legal right to be there. It appears stand your ground would apply. Uh, I think this is going to be a fascinating legal case to watch. The last oddity I wanted to, to ask about, if people have expertise on this, send it my way. $25,000 bail for first degree murder sounds really, really low, low to me. Just guessing. I don't know. But that sounds and, pretty And well. also I'm confused at the first degree murder charge. Yeah. Uh, I would have some legal questions about that too. Cause that would be what premeditated as you were saying before that. Yeah. Implies- I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not entirely sure. But when I was watching this, I'm like, well, if they got charged, I, I wonder if it was like, I don't know, manslaughter. Oh, so, there was clear intent, like stated intent. So I, I don't know. Here's where I come down on this. Uh, and I've, again, I have no idea what the law is going to say on this. I think this will be a fascinating case to watch how this gets resolved in the legal system. But to me, this is a case where both parties did say, I am going to kill you. We heard both parties say that. However, yeah. Yeah. and I think both parties would be reasonable to, uh, to take that 
seriously. Like these were not jokes. These were both parties saying, I will kill you. However, only Howard, in my estimation, was saying that in terms of aggression. The Millers in every other con- in every context that I can see, the shirtless guys, they're saying, if you come any closer, if you are aggressive with me, I will kill you. That's the context of what they were saying. As far as I can tell, the That's Millers true. never made an aggressive move. Maybe they did before the, the camera was rolling and they pointed guns at people unjustifiably. As far as I can see, they never made an aggressive move. Um, I certainly would have preferred that they de-escalate by just walking away and calling the cops. But I know. As it I was the most it, predictable thing I've ever seen in my life. And then the wife, you know, she's shit talking. These people with these white trash folks with a gun fighting over a mattress. And then she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you shot my husband. It's like, really? Yeah. You can't. And if you watch the you... footage like that, dude's dead. That guy, that guy got but hit he in the like head. shot him in the head. Like, yeah, a bunch that of guy's guys. dead. Very dead. And I think the son also pulled out the shotgun and then continued to shoot him. Yeah, there's multiple shots fired for sure. Yeah. I don't know how many you could I count them in the I think three with but... the handgun and at least one with the shotgun. Yeah. And you can see he got shot right in the face. So... Um, you know, I personally would have preferred that one or both parties just leave. But again, they, as far as Texas law is concerned, they don't have an obligation to. So I got to go with the guy that I believe was more aggressive with the other's right to be in that place. And in my judgment, that's Howard. I got to be against orange shirt guy, more on the side of shirtless doughboys, father and son. Um, even though I am no fan of how they handled this situation. I don't know what, what the legal penalty should be against uh, them. Okay, so the live chat, I'm not sure if this is correct, but the live chat is saying that the sub the multiple shots are why it was mm. first degree because they had clearly incapacitated him. Gotcha, that's another factor. Uh, that would be that would be another point against the Millers. Mm. Fair point. Maybe, you know, I guess to me... Uh, well, I guess the question would be, which is the one that killed him? You know, for all we know, did did they miss the first shot or something? I I, I don't know. But based on what I see here, the uh, there's more unjustified aggression on the part of Orange Shirt Guy in my judgment. I don't know what I want the legal outcome to be. I'm just fascinated to watch it, man. What a crazy yeah. case. Wild. Anyway, that's all I got. Keep an eye on it. And then uh, if we close out with Super Chat, we'll get to the Sticks interview. I love ending my night by witnessing a murder. That's just... <laughs> Isn't it crazy? The, the, the conveniences of modern technology, man. You never, it's, yeah. uh, I mean, my God, that's what a crazy thing to watch. Oh, we got a ton of super chats before the sticks interview. Go for it. All right. UM536 vids. Matt and I once made love. He tried to get into my hit piece, but it wasn't big enough. If you know <laughs> what I mean. Thank we you. Do. We do know what you mean. You guys are pervs. My mom is watching tonight too. Gross. Mm. Grave Ab, maybe a more personal question. I the only way I can get her to watch is because I told her that Sticks is going to be on. She's like, oh, oh nice, definitely tune in. Well, we better hurry then. Uh, maybe a more personal question for Matt: How do us guys find a gals find gals who aren't on the left? Sorry, I'm blind. Um, every gal I talk to seems to have already taken to every left policy and social issues. Um, I wouldn't be the guy to ask because I got very lucky in, in that someone searched me out. So, Tell so us I, more. I remember the struggle, though. I got I remember the struggle. And I my only advice would be try like just any kind of civic groups that you can find like any maybe there's like um, I've recommended before, but like even at the shooting range down here, they have like singles nights or uh, for one. I mean, churches seem like a good place. That's like one of the main envies I have as a non-religious person is seems like churches would be a great place to find a spouse. But if you can find an interest group like shooting or any other place where it's probably not going to be infested with blue haireds, you might start there. 
Because yeah, I, yeah. Or you the, can go the conversion route and just tell her how it's going to be. Mm, go super aggressive. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Good luck, man. Um, Jack Savant, unless they Kavanaugh. If Kavanaugh loses the nomination with no actual evidence to support Ford's claims, will that lead to a higher turnout for Republican candidates in the midterm elections? Thoughts on yeah. It's motivational for me as a not guaranteed Republican voter. De that's definitely going to fire up the base. Yeah. Uh, Jason Takis, Takis. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, can't watch the show live tonight, but here are some pennies for my favorite show. Thank you, Jason. We appreciate. Thank it. you. Uh, Shice, did you hear about the second accuser? Apparently, a woman claimed Kavanaugh bit her breast numerous times. The oh, I didn't hear this in February one. of 1965 and lasted almost the entire year. <laughs> Wait, oh, that one has to be a joke. I was going to say boob biting in, for an entire year in the 60s. Was he, he would have been what? Like, was he even alive in the 60s? How old is he? I don't know. He would have been like a child. Because he was hard. 17 and 82. So, oh, oh, it's a joke about his birth. That's, we're so stupid. It took, he's oh born God. in 65. We're so dumb. <sighs> but we figured it out eventually. And it's that's not even two hours thing. and I, I can't even put it together mentally. Oh God. Yeah. They're, they're all laughing at us. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a good, but I'm glad I at least <laughs> caught up to it. And, and I didn't realize it like an hour later once we're up the air. Yeah, which has happened before. John yeah. Martin, I heard the California muff divers opened a carpet cleaning business. Rumor? No, that's, that's true. God, dude. <laughs> Snarpsta. I just watched a Tim Fool video on Linux implementing a code of conduct that will ban offensive coders. It's problematic because they oh take my God. their code with them. Have you heard about this? Your thoughts? Uh, offense, offensive language in the code itself, you say? Hmm. Wow. Okay. I'll have to look at that. Oh, was my stream blurry? Sorry, guys. Uh, your webcam like auto-focused. You can, there's, we'll figure it out later. There's a way to turn auto-focus off. I don't want it. Uh, TDE 1970, just real longtime fan of both of you, blonde, blonde and Matt blonde. You're beautiful as always, Matt. You might want to slow down on the strange sexual encounters. People keep claiming to have had with you. Well, no, it's going to catch up to me when I'm eventually nominated to the Supreme court. I know. And when we were speculating wildly about all the things that you've done and accusing you falsely in the live chat, I told everybody that you diddled lactation. Uh, well, I, I demand an FBI investigation into these <laughs> accusations immediately because that's what an innocent person would do. Yeah, totally. Uh, Boogeyman917, I can't yeah. believe someone would have like so much hate in their heart. I know. I can't believe it either. That's not I right. Matt and I once made love. Someone would have so oh, much like hate in their heart. The one bummer of just having the sounder is the audience doesn't get to see those sweet, giant gold teeth of hers. She does. Yeah, she's got like uh, gold, gold grill. Is that what the kids yeah. call it? Uh, that's not right. Matt and I once made love while are. exposing ourselves to Brett Kavanaugh. It was a prelude to rape, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. <laughs> Keep climbing. Oh, there's a nice frame. I got a frame of the gold teeth up now. Those oh, are, really? Those are sweet. Yeah. Oh, oh, geez, lady. Yeah. Um, we gonna be rich. Uh, Keep yep. climbing says, first time super chatting just to say, so how about those bills? Love the show you guys make <sighs> on Monday. I know. I can't even comment. It's like the oh, most embarrassing cool. Vikings game I've ever seen. And I've seen lots. Uh, big LC says the big news in Australia this week, some oxygen thieves have been putting their needles in strawberries over a hundred reports so far, plus at least three injuries. Some countries stopped importing them. What? Will you Google that? Moving on. They're trying to get us in trouble with the term oxygen thieves again. How did it, when did that, uh, where did that originate? I can't, well, remember. we had an email from big LC who used the term oxygen thieves in a racially charged way on Wednesday. Was that from Wednesday show? Yeah. Ah, yeah. What, what do you want? Trying uh, to get us in trouble. Needed. Trying to no, no. trying to bar us from the Supreme Court. It is true life. that data and society 
particularly noted super chat and the that's true things that you guys make us say it incentivizes extreme content okay. it really does and it's awesome uh Ger gerald delgado um cody wilson was recently arrested for sexual assault against a teenage prostitute would encourage you to look into it seems yeah. like kavanaugh 2.0 as he flies in the face of the establishment agenda yeah i mean i watched dick's video on it and i'm like well, this, this dude's getting railroaded yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Six had some commentary on it this week. I kind of wanted to ask him about it, but we just we talked about the YouTuber hit piece the whole time. But I would forward people that way if they want some some commentary on that case for sure. Uh, Gabriel Lopez Bolsonaro, two thousand eighteen. Yes, I hear he's making a very strong recovery. Uh, hmm. Dan Lopez Kavanaugh should sue in civil court for defamation and slander. Best way to shut this ridiculousness down is to fight back. Yes. I agree. It's going to be Although difficult to it's, demonstrate it's gonna, yeah, falsehood. Exactly. You know, if it, you can't prove it based on a lack of evidence, that it's also for the same reason, nearly impossible yeah. uh, to prove that it's defamatory. Redica says the reason I take issue with these cunts is that these people are wanting the whole country to form a lynch mom over Kavanaugh. I require evidence if I'm going to be recruited into the fire. Inspector. Correct. Yep. Poison Dart 77. In 2012, stories were in USA Today and elsewhere about Kavanaugh being a possible Romney Supreme Court pick. If Romney won and got to nominate a justice, could, Ford, uh, mm. could it be possible Ford was cooking this up then? Maybe. I Maybe. mean, that's that's a little next level for me. But I mean, given why well, I do believe a lot of this is political calculation, so it's not that many steps for me to get there. I mean, there was a lot of hatred for the right back then, too. Sure. Dildo Sway. Matt and I once made love at a Bernie Sanders rally. He took all of my income and I took his as well and then redistributed it all over his chest and stuff. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> and Becca Lewis, you dirty bitch. Fat hooligans says Kavanaugh supposedly groped someone while in high school. Okay, let me know if there's an actual story to talk about. Agreed. Redicus says, goddamn motherfuckers, this little cunt, Cox, just assumes that there is some something to feel bad about. This presumes the guilt up front. Uh, Salacious swanky cat feminism is turning me into a massive chauvinist. I piss off my female relatives now and I don't give a crap. Also, someone should meme the Ford crap with the Grease song Summer Lovin'. <laughs> I like it. I, was, I got, uh, I checked, um, Streamlabs too, and Streamlabs is working again, by the way. Oh yeah, uh, and Michael Michael Schlacht, as he has changed his username to over at Streamlabs, uh, says, "For those of you who think that a free market economy isn't the way to go, I have four words for them: Great American Beer Festival, the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial—that's a tough word this time of night—is uh, the entrepreneurial spirit is truly a beautiful thing." Cheers to you, my dudes, for what you do. Appreciate it. Well, thank you kindly. Hope you had a fun time at the uh, at the beer festival. Is that the only Streamlabs? Yep, that's the only one. Uh, Matthew Vicari, if I may borrow a quote from Michael Brown's stepfather, burn this bitch down. Wow. You may borrow. Wow. John Martin Blonde, you have that certain look. The one that says, don't worry, guys, I'm not a fucking psycho. Really? Because I, <laughs> I edit my videos and I'm like crazy eyes. Yeah. I wouldn't trust this bitch. I don't know. Uh, Krampus from Kansas says, we should press charges against the land whales that beach themselves naked for those slut walks. That mm. has evidence and was definitely assault on my eyes. Wow. Liberative says Ford's claim is so well crafted. The age is key 15 under the age of consent. So it sounds more like a child molestation, complete uh, fabrication. Mm. So he was 17. She was 15. That's, that's the claim, right? Uh, yes, correct. Interesting. Uh, Fitzburg. Let's not forget that Senator Gillibrand, uh, 
bought, brought Mattress Girl. Oh, that's right. Uh, brought Mattress Girl to the State of the Union address a few years back. She knows what women want to believe. Hmm. Huh. Holy cow. I'm looking at the list here. We got so many. We will definitely have to hustle. Just we, okay, I'm doing I'm, my best, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're doing a bad job. I'm just saying, holy cow. Like, uh, I know, I Zach just know says, that, you know, we, people want to hear sticks, too. What, do you want to read a few? Are you on, um, I, I can if your eyes are getting tired. Read, read Zach so I can catch up to where you are. Um, Zach says, how it. seriously this is all being taken with no detail and the mindset of prove your innocence scares the shit out of me, literally shifting from liberalism into authoritarian, authoritarianism. Absolute insanity. Yeah, it's mm. right before our eyes. Nathan B says, God, I can't stand the whole men need to shut up kind of thing. It's no different than men saying women need to just get into the kitchen. Correct. Uh, get one, two, three. Uh, no, no. Thank you. Uh, AP one S two K CNN has had anti-gun propaganda in the form of an action movie called armed. It's cancer, expensive cancer. Please spread the word, make people aware of this anti freedom treason. I've not seen it. So I'll have to check it out. Uh, thank you. And, uh, downskated says, I feel we need some good news. 12 year old Alabamian shoots a home intruder with a pistol in his own words. He started crying like a baby. I had to get myself two more bourbons to get through the estrogen. Well, thank you for sticking through it. And thanks for the news. I'll check that out. Redicus uh, says, believe all women. So ignore 50 shades fan fiction. That is the accusation. <laughs> Grab the torches in the news. Sarah Silverman rape raped my ears. So let's put that bitch in a tree. I agree. Good, good take. It's Fardo Hart. Good name. Fardo Hart. Those ladies defending Brett came forward after the media attempted to discredit the 65 women who signed the letter a couple of days earlier. Ah, good. Good context. Thank you. Carl Bunt says adrenaline clouds long-term memory. Interesting. I, I don't, I don't know the science on that. I, I I'll take your word for it. Ford is not credible as a witness. I believe she believe. I believe she believes she is telling the truth. It is simply a false memory possibly placed there by the therapist. Could be. Thank you. Uh, Harf, Harv Prentice. Uh, I didn't care before, but I want Kavanaugh to help repeal Roe v. Wade just to piss these people off. Yes, no <laughs> mercy. No mercy. Uh, you want to hop back in or should I keep going? Uh, sure. Joel Dykeman. That is the next one, right? Yep. Uh, she was groped by Kavanaugh on a commercial flight that explains why the party goers have no recollection and why she's afraid of flying. Nice. <laughs> Dangerous spaces. Of course, Kavanaugh never asked the FBI to investigate. He says the event never happened. Why would he ask them to investigate a non-existent event? It would. That's true. Um, am I the only one that found that weird? No. I also found it weird. Jeremy Robinson, what do you guys think of Aberdeen, Maryland shooting at a riot age shooter was a black female? There goes my liberal narrative. Yeah, it got press coverage for like four seconds. You're helping Jeremy bend the rules. Oh, sorry. I sometimes read the 999 ones. I mean, no, so close. no mercy. Okay. Misty Blue. Thank okay. you, Jeremy. <laughs> hey, Blonde, with Matt worried about the Californians taking over Montana, are you worried about Idaho ever being taken over? I'm moving there from California to escape that liberal lunacy. I am, but people here are not messing around about, like, keeping it conservative. Um, there's, like, a culture of conservatism, and if you're not conservative, you get the fuck out, and I like it. Uh, liberative, even if Rosenstein was indeed being sarcastic in that statement, that conversation absolutely happened, which is evidence of the deep state cabal being a real thing. I'm inclined to agree with you. Um Esperon 2K, Senator Blumenthal, a Democrat from Connecticut, sexually abused me when I was a little kid. Now I expect everyone to immediately believe me and for him to step down tomorrow. Also, hi, Austin. Hi, Eric Ray. Prime Ministers Theresa May and Scott Morrison will be embarrassed by their ambassadors and intelligence agencies who worked to foil Trump's election. Not very loyal. Um, Nathan B., which is, will you reload your page? Um, yeah. 
Nathan B, I hate the argument that illegals do the jobs Americans won't. If illegals weren't doing the jobs cheaply, then we would have wage inflation, which is what the Dems want, isn't it? Yes, mm. I also hate that argument because there are a lot, there's entire unemployed, uh, low-skilled low sectors. Uh, Tom, oh, sorry. Thank you, Thomas, but I misread. Uh, Renicus says, uh, beta rich white boy O'Rourke needs to shut up and concede the race because he is too low in the oppression hierarchy to be elected. Fair point. Why doesn't he just... Why doesn't he just um, put a put a black guy in his place for affirmative action or whatever else? I never understand that, you know. Regal um. uh, Fraggle says one of the responsibilities of being a gun owner is picking and choosing your battles and knowing when to use lethal force. This is an example of multiple bad decisions that led to needless loss of life. I agree. Uh, Hoopty Rider, uh, pretty sure blonde sexually assaulted me at the streets of Seattle, which is fine, but I'll be suing uh, for the cost of the tetanus shot. All right. <laughs> Gimp in a diaper. Am I the only one now convinced that Trump was controlled up all along playing a role a la pro pro wrestling to keep pro wrestling to keep us busy while the neocons finished off ruining the country, cucked out on everything. Hmm. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of cucking. This Pfizer thing really concerned me. Raggle Fraggle. They were arrested for a second time with a $250,000 bond for the same incident. Ah, ah, okay. did that just so that happen? clarifies one question. Thank you, Regal. For yeah. Uh, Stedman Wellis, I had to repeat what someone in the chat said. All credit to him or her. Here in Texas, we play shirts <laughs> versus skins for real. <laughs> oh, my God. Will you pick it up, Nathan? Yeah. Uh, J-Rock says, here's some money for the lulls. Thank you, J-Rock. David Verche says, I've introduced... Oh, you missed Nathan. Oh, did... No, we got Nathan, right? Oh, no. It must have been a... Yeah. Oh, you're right. I did miss Nathan. It's just I thought he had one earlier, I think, so that threw me off. Texas has also implied malice for first degree, implied malice in this entry too. Feelings of ill will, spider revenge. Okay, interesting. We'll see how that plays out. Um, J uh, J Rock said, here's some money for the lulls. Thank you. David says, I introduced you guys to my mom and she looks forward. Well, thank you. I I already knew. I knew your mom very well before this, David. Trust me. Really? Uh, (laughs) Just stupid, stupid, dumb joke. Anyway. Terrible joke. I should have never done it. I introduced uh, you guys to my mom, and she looks forward to it every Sunday. Keep up the good work. After replacing Comedy Central News with you guys, uh, we've never looked back. Nice. Well, thank, thank you, David. Rock and Rollkin. Christensen for president. I'm Canadian, and I would move down there just to vote for you. Well, David Hogg would let you do that, but I don't know what our laws say about that. Bondi for VP. Appreciate it. No women thank in government. You. Not even me. Yes. Well, she, she'll get into power just so she can remove them all and then remove herself from power. <laughs> Mr. M. Reed, Texas announces they are leaving with several other states in Civil War II starts, troops marching in gun battles. What do you do? Head to Texas and fight for the new republic or bunker in? Um, good question. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Bunker I, in. Probably bunker in, I guess. I don't know. But I'm, I'm pretty confident Texas can hold their own. But if they need the help and they're recruiting me to help, I'd consider it, I guess. If we're in an actual war, sure. I don't know. We'll figure it out when it happens. Although it looks like Texas has it under control if they have those two shirtless father and son guys on their side. Yeah, My God. Uh, Hicks was right. You. Here, have some super chat money uh, before the SJW lynch mob comes for that too. Love the show. Well, thank you. Let me reload real quick one more time and we're all caught up. Appreciate everybody supporting the show and appreciate everybody who's eager for Styx's commentary being patient there. We, all, we are, in fact all caught up so let's um let's delay no further and move along uh, appreciate everybody hanging out in the live chat tonight and of course supporting the show keeping us up to date with the latest kavanaugh accusations as well as the bond for these crazy texan guys appreciate you guys uh, feeding us the facts if you're listening later on youtube 
uh, on demand or on, on one of the audio platforms on demand. Appreciate you as well. Remember, if there's uh, more material that you'd like, if you'd like to listen to more of this show, there is more material on the audio platforms. Uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, they're all linked conveniently in the description for you. You can always email us as well. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday as of now. I don't know if it's going to happen. i got to confirm. But as of now, Roaming Millennial scheduled to return again next Sunday oh, nice. for the full two hours. So that ought to be fun. Um, but we'll be here whether she shows or not. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. See you then. Enjoy sticks after the break. Bye, guys. Welcome back. We are pleased to host our guest for the evening. Returning guest, listener favorite, Sticks Hexenhammer 666. Sticks, uh, thanks for making time for us. Yeah. Glad to be back on. Appreciate you coming back. It's been. My uh, mom has recently discovered you, and she's always ah. linking your videos to me. I'm like, yes, mom, I know Sticks Hexenhammer. So she's really excited that we're interviewing you again. Even my dad. It's flattering, actually. That's great. Yeah, my dad was texting me about data and society this morning. Oh, really? I told him, don't watch too many Sticks videos or you'll become a Nazi too. And he said, yeah, I just watched I watched his latest garden update. And if I was his neighbor, I'd get some of those Nazi veggies, is what he said. Hugh <laughs> Jared Volt's massive uh, spasm. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's been talking about the, the report this week. Uh, it seems like it's kind of talked to death, but I don't know that it can be. Um, I know you've made a couple of videos about it this week. Both Blonde and I have made videos on this hit piece from this data and society. I, I'm interested in talking about a lot of things about this. Specifically, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what we as YouTubers should be doing. Like when I sit down and I write about this, I'm wondering, I mean, it's fun to make the video. It's fun to poke fun at it. It's fun to rip it apart. But I think, should I, should I really be doing this? Should, maybe I should ignore it. Maybe we should blow it off. What should we be doing as YouTubers to handle this sort of thing? Generally, I'd say anything other than ignoring it. We've got to make it hmm. clear. We've got to make it clear because the reason why they're putting the hit pieces out is because we've got large audiences at this point. All of us individually and, and you know, your show, uh, a lot of people are watching it, hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, and that's what they're afraid of. They wouldn't have made this report if they weren't terrified of the fact that they're getting replaced. And earlier, what I pointed out was specifically uh, that I think that the real reason that they're pissed off at us, I think the real reason they're worried isn't so much the audience size, it's the diversity involved. You look at the list of people that they're trying to call like identitarian or, or gateways to identitarianism. Yeah. There are Jewish people, black people, several transgendered individuals and all this stuff on this list. It's so incoherent and nonsensical that they've got to tie themselves into a pretzel to try to explain their position, and I think they fall short. Hmm. Do you think that they sort of expect that scrutiny? I mean, I, th I think they have to, but one of the things we were talking about before we were recording was 
to what degree is this a front for other people? Like you talk a lot on your channel about establishment media trying to take down, uh, you know, new competitors, new media competitors. Do you think, uh, to what degree do you think bigger actors, more identifiable actors are actually behind this kind of stuff? Totally. It's just like Paul Joseph Watson's post on the subject. And one of the people sponsoring their group is the New York Times. The New York Times itself also individually defamed, you know, multiple YouTubers. It would be like if CNN were on that group. CNN has was instrumental in kicking Infowars offline. It's defamed other people. I've been name dropped by the Wall Street Journal. Uh, this happens all the time. And, and these firms, because they're money makers, it's like when Jared Holt said that Right Wing Watch, Jared Holt, their tech reporter, said that Right Wing Watch is a nonprofit. That's correct. That's because somebody else who makes profit is signing the checks. Right. So with the Data Society or any of these NGOs, these activist groups that aren't making money on their own or not much money, they can't pay the bills themselves. Somebody's giving them the money. Who do you think their loyalty is to? It's who right. gives them their paychecks. What, what's yeah. their tax status for something like that? Is it the same as like a charity or something? I, I, I don't am I to believe that their acts are charitable, that messing <laughs> I, with people's think, livelihoods on, is charitable? I don't think they can, uh, they can all, well, if they're involved in politics and stuff, I don't think they can register okay. as a nonprofit, right? Maybe I have, I, I have no idea. I'm just shooting from the hip, so I might be wrong. But if I'm supposed to believe they have some special tax treatment because of the good that they do for society, uh, that ought to be heavily scrutinized, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then think it just yeah. shows the collusion between the tech world and the corporate media, too, because alongside The New York Times, Microsoft is one of their donors. Microsoft created the entire data and society organization. It says at the top of that donor page, this was a gift from Microsoft. Thank you, Microsoft, specifically. And then it had a list of its donors. It's Microsoft Corporation, not like Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or something? Bill and Melinda Gates are an additional donor. Okay, wow. Okay. Yeah, so you see how all of these people work together. They're they're talking about, well, uh, Ben Shapiro is one step removed from Richard Spencer through this other YouTubers like, well, they're yeah. all one step removed from one another too. It's through exactly a half through thing. a half Asian white supremacist and, and roaming millennial. Point, yeah. yeah, and if you point that out, you're a conspiracy theorist. But it's exactly the same mentality, and it's far more tangible. They actually do work together. It's not like they debate one another. Like like we could have a debate right now, or I could debate like Richard Spencer. You could debate millennial woes or something. Mm-hmm. It's not always amiable. Right. Right. What I found most remarkable about this is that she supposedly watched hundreds of hours of very convincing scientific content and was <laughs> not, totally not influenced by it. I, I just don't really believe that. She still managed to get the report out. I mean, it's filled with contradictions. So that leads me to believe that either she's really dumb and she can't be influenced or she actually didn't do that much research. Or, or she's a Jedi. She's a hashtag resist Jedi and we're the sure. Sith Council. And, and only she... <laughs> Can resist us. It's just like only CNN can read WikiLeaks without becoming Russian. Yeah. <laughs> without becoming Russian agents. Oh, that's the frustrating thing. I guarantee, had she made a sincere approach to anybody in that stupid web and said, "Hey, I actually have some serious critiques of your work, and I'd like to discuss them," I bet the response rate, or you know, people willing to host her and talk about it, probably pretty high. I bet yeah. most of them would Every have been willing to do I've that. Every person I've seen make a video about this has said, I will welcome you onto my channel, but I know that she's just going to disappear yeah. into the ether now because she can't handle that kind of scrutiny. I was one of the first people to reply to her tweet, and I'm like, hey, are you insinuating that I'm radicalizing my audience and that I'm like a reactionary? That's what the title says. I would like you to clarify that. No response. And I'm not going to get a response because these people have a holier-than-thou attitude. What, what they fear even more, I think, is our debating skills. 
Because yeah, they know if she, sure. if she really did watch hundreds of hours of all our material, she knows that we're all well-spoken. Everyone on that list is capable of holding a debate politician style, if not in some cases like prosecutor style. She's not going right. to go up against anybody, not on Twitter and not in anywhere else. I thought the, the funniest person on the whole list was Bunty King. Yeah. I, I think that is hilarious that they decided to include someone who is blatantly he's he's 10 times more comedy than he is politics yeah. than anything else. He's like he makes jokes all the time about people rubbing his nipples and stuff. Yeah. He's I think they fear the humor. I saw a lot of people on there and I was like, "Huh, I wonder what the, this person specifically is doing on here when they omitted, you know, XYZ person. Like Kevin Logan wasn't on there even though he's interacted with so many Bering wasn't on there." Yeah. Yeah, Bering, yeah. yeah, Bering was a big Which one. Which surprised me because he's really influential and very funny. So I don't really don't know what the, the methodology here. She said she used the snowball effect. It sounds like it's just a completely bullshit. Yeah, and it didn't it didn't really even make sense. I heard Tim Poole talking about this. It's like Andy Worski was the peak influencer, which I guess sort of makes sense because he's hosted so many of these people several yeah, times. Right. But then you have Joe Rogan as this like tiny little dot when <laughs> yeah. in fact he gets probably more views than anybody on there and probably has spoken with a significant portion of the people identified. So right. I would, if, yeah. if if I were to scrutinize this academically, which I'm not because it's bunk and premise, I'd have to ask some serious questions about how the numbers actually worked out because they don't seem to make sense on their face. No, it seems yeah. arbitrary at best. Yeah. And we can see how the, we can see how the fear and panic and moral panic operate because the same reasoning that would say, well, Ben Shapiro through Sargon or whoever it was leads to Richard Spencer. Why not the opposite? Why isn't it that somebody can see, you know, like me conversing with Spencer because I was there in, in the debate they mentioned literally in the first paragraph there with Sargon and the others. Why is it that one of his fans can't deconvert away from, you know, so-called radical ideology because someone confronts them and speaks to them? Yeah. Why is it? Oh, why is it one directional? Yeah, it's one it way only. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Why is it that that a person can be a moderating influence too? And I've I've warned these people: if you have a genuine interest in defeating actual radicalization, you must allow free conversation, and you should encourage more of it. Because like none of us are radicals, the three of us here. Uh, I know that you know that our fans know that. But apparently she thinks that we're gateway drugs, like we're, we're marijuana or like, I don't know, psychedelics or something. And then yeah. Spence's crack. I don't know who <laughs> met, I know, and Mike Enoch is meth. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, oh, that's I why heroin would be. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm I get, What do I get? Adderall or something? I don't even make the list. You get nothing. Yeah. I get Advil. Yeah. Um, I'm apprehensive of this approach that we should denounce and try to defend ourselves because the mainstream media is going to say whatever the fuck they want about us irrespective of the truth or our positions or our defense like the truth is not a defense against libel it's not going to help at all so i watched this tim pool video where he's like i'm not x y and z blah 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 and i'm like i'm not doing any of this i'm not going to say i'm not going to launch into this crazy defense about how this isn't the person that i am because it's not really going to change anything and so i really want everybody on that list to look at this and be like doesn't matter what she said about me. They're trying to kick us off of YouTube and that needs to be the focus. But the problem is if we don't defend ourselves, literally because of the, the same algorithms and search features and stuff that are being discussed here, that article and all of the mentions of it would only be positive of the article and be coming from the MS. Oh no, I think we should react we to it and, and make response videos, but I'm not going to launch into some defense about my character. 
Mm. Oh you know, yeah, but, the, but my the, video was attacking Rebecca Lewis and dating yeah. society. Yeah. But if you're talking about some issue like that, there will be some people unfamiliar with your content who saw you on the report because they read the Guardian write up or something and say, "Oh, Stick Sex and Hammer six six six. That's a weird username. I wonder what his stuff is about." If you yeah. don't defend yourself very very pointedly and directly for for an audience that doesn't know anything about you, I've had this problem before. Somebody sees the most recent video that I've made. I've had people who called me like commie and leftist the last time I criticized the Republicans for being stupid as a party. Now, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm not doing that because I'm a Democrat or a liberal or on the left, as I think we'd all agree. But there were people who thought that because they weren't familiar with the rest of the right. content. I think, I think, if anything, it's more of an opportunity when you know, you've got all of those mainstream media publications putting your username or whatever out there. I think it's an opportunity to really tell people what you're actually about. Yeah. So, sort of turning lemons into lemonade. Have you gotten a sub boost from this subscriber boost? Uh, it, it's hard to tell because it differentiates by hundreds and hundreds of people per day anyway. Hmm. I think it's been good for our channels. I, I really do. Yeah, I, nobody's going to bleed subs because of this. That's oh, not no. going to happen. You know? Yeah, uh, unless they come out and say, yes, I'm so sorry that I'm radicalizing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless they own up to it, if they admit all of their faults, yeah. sure. One of the things I'm fascinated uh, uh, with about this particular study and then like with what Jared Holt did earlier is they always seem, it's some, seem to think it's some grand conspiratorial plot. Yeah. <laughs> like Jared Holt had written, white supremacists have figured out how to become YouTube famous. And in this case, there's accusations of um, not necessarily manipulating, but exploiting the algorithms and really figuring out the tricks of YouTube to get the maximum numbers. And it's like, <laughs> you guys, it's just people sharing their viewpoints. And a lot of people happen to find those viewpoints compelling. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Right. Why and, is it always this? Properly yeah. tagging a lot of people. I don't know why it is, but especially a lot of new users like, oh, I don't get any traction at all. You, you've got to use the tagging system. It still does work on mm -hmm. YouTube. That's really? I don't tag anything because I was getting demonetized. Yeah. So, oh, see, I don't care about monetization, so I make sure the tags are fully fleshed I have some out, videos in limited state, too. Now. You didn't yeah. tag at all? Because I was just, I was telling you privately yesterday, I said, good job. If you Google data and society report, you're like second result. No, I don't <laughs> so put tags on any you. of my videos. Oh, well, I guess it worked mm -hmm. out. Hmm. Huh. It's interesting oh, it's to know, actually. Maybe maybe tagging isn't so important. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what their system is, but I did hear that tagging was associated with um, the flagging system, and that's why I stopped doing it. Yeah. It's just so interesting to me that they see the numbers, that they look at the, the viewership of all of these people, and their mind goes to like, well, how are they abusing the system to achieve this? Right. Instead of, wow, what is it that they're saying that people are actually finding interesting, valuable, worth their time? Uh -huh. oh, maybe I should consider these perspectives if they're so popular. Yeah. No, it's always I, some, yeah. some tricks or something. I especially liked the conspiratorial part of the article that, uh, that Computing Forever was pointing out there where uh, they were complaining about people like, oh, they make their videos in their living room on, on here's, here's someone doing something that's not even related to politics. Wow, you, you mean that YouTubers have a life outside yeah, of YouTube yeah. commentary? And then that oh hilarious God, Blair White quote where she's talking about you know her beauty lighting and how she's, like it, it was phrased as though she was trying to say that to make herself 
more personable. Yeah. And it was just this invented caricature. Mm. Person. It was like, that's so insane to me. We are just average people. The, yeah, they think we're so calculated and we're all like right. plotting secretly yeah. and strategizing. And YouTube is promoting us. Remember, we're yeah. not getting algorithmically demoted. We're not constantly at risk for being flagged because we said the wrong word or covered the wrong topic. Algorithms never kick us randomly off YouTube or ban videos. That never happens. We totally don't get constantly blocked out on search results in favor of CNN and the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> that was one of the things that pissed me off the most is she has her total softball interview in Mother Jones, which it's just a it's a republishing of the study. There's no purpose for this. Well, that's Mother but, Jones. Yeah. <laughs> but she says um, she says uh, something to the effect of, well, YouTubers are complaining about deplatforming, but it's really just a way to present themselves as the underdogs so that they can maximize <laughs> their audience. It's not really happening. And if it was, how is it that they're able to keep making videos? Meanwhile, she's been on Twitter over the last month month praising the deplat not just praising the deplatforming of Alex Jones but citing works. citing data examples to show that it works and that they're succeeding so this is clearly one she's saying it does work two she's saying she's in favor of it and then she's turning around to mother jones and saying it's not a thing and then also encouraging openly within this very report where she's blasting the idea that censorship even happens openly proclaiming that youtube should censor us yeah in, so so basically, hey, Bunty King has a lot of subscribers and he talked to so-and-so once. He needs to be held back because it scares us. Yeah. Uh, ben, it would be very, very funny if they were to try to do that to someone like Joe Rogan or Ben Shapiro, by the way, because I they know. have a massive presence and a lot of money also, <laughs> let's not forget, outside of YouTube. Yeah. Now they're they're part of like like the radio and podcast lexicon too, and they're heavy hitters. It would be hilarious if they tried to do that to them. Like they, they would pound right. them way worse than Alex Jones could. Yeah. I don't and think I, that it would affect them that much. I think Joe Rogan would be fine. Isn't he like on Spotify and, yeah, and also Spotify? Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I think there'd be a, a great silver lining to something like that happening. I don't think it's, it's likely that YouTube would deplatform Joe Rogan like they did Alex Jones unless things drastically change. But if something like that happened or if there was an effort to make it happen, I think it would be the kind of push that might get people like that to yeah. create or participate in some alternative platforms that would be beneficial. They will kill their you know? platform if they do yeah. that. That's why this this was such a stupid tactic. If they were serious about trying to take out like radical, you know, radical individuals, they wouldn't have put these heavy hitters in the study like Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro. Yeah. It's like oh, they're creating those echo chambers. Right. And also they're making alt tech grow like like Gab and Bitshoot and Minds and all these sites have begun to grow quickly again. Like after a while, uh, they slowed down for a bit. Now they're picking up in the wake of Infowars being abused, especially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're going to, I mean, they're going to continue to grow. It's like the sky's the limit. At some point, and Trump uh, actually, apparently, is thinking of, of uh, causing federal regulators to look into the situation of censorship on these sites. It has mm. been, I don't know if you've seen this, but as of today, earlier, apparently there is a draft memo for him to sign uh, to uh, order his, uh, his staff there to do so. Hmm. Okay. I really I hope that happens. I yeah, mean... to you to use antitrust uh, legislation if appropriate. I never know what to think about that particular issue. You know, I, I, I generally speaking, I don't want the heavy hand of government to come in and and be influential and try to beat people into line, but. I am realistic about the difficulty of creating viable competitors in in this right. in this marketplace. It's not like it's never happened before. If, I, my hope would be YouTube does get MySpace and they they turn into a dinosaur of some kind because they because they deserve it. But 
I just don't yeah. I think see, I think often about how to make that happen. It's really difficult. See, my my greatest hope is that there'll eventually be an internet bill of rights that simply mm. says, hey, beyond anything else, the judiciary will get involved if you're abusing people for stuff that's not otherwise illegal, you know, and then the whole nine years of defamatory or whatever. Uh, save for that, I think that the way forward really uh, would be to hope that these sites back off on their own under the threat of antitrust legislation. That is, if Trump is saying, hey, I've got a memo, I can sign it tomorrow, maybe a friendly representative from Google goes there and says, no, 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 don't do that. Trust me, we're, you know, we'll, we'll scale back a little bit. Yeah. That would but be honestly my hope to say defang is the NGOs. As long as they're staffed with these rabid leftists, I don't really see that happening because they're just going to be more subversive about who they monitor and who they silence. They'll probably well, just they go get in trouble. Hmm. <laughs> I hope so. And I know. I really hope that happens. I, I used to have more rosy hopes that there were voices of reason within these companies. I don't know if you caught that leaked Google tape that came out yeah. through Breitbart, but did you have, did you get a chance to watch it? Like of all the insane things that were said in it, that's fine. I mean, I, I don't expect that there aren't any insane progressive leftists in the group, but the lack of dissent was really alarming. Now, maybe they, there are dissenting people in their minds there who aren't speaking up, or maybe there just aren't people who disagree. But the group think in that large room with that large audience was something to see man yeah. really really discouraging and and like the thing is if they want to have their own political bias who gives a crap basically but once sure. it begins to affect you know potentially the entire world's population on a platform it's one of a few dozen tech firms that fundamentally control like 90% of the visible internet yeah. So if they all decide that, that you're like Alex Jones and you're unacceptable for some reason, bye, you don't exist really anymore. And, and, and any site that's trying to give you a platform, they may come under fire as well. Yeah. Definitely we need to apply, at the very least, antitrust legislation needs to be applied. The sites that feed that much human communication shouldn't be picking and choosing at a whim to abuse people. It would be exactly the same as, let's say, there's only one uh, place you can buy food for a hundred miles around and they randomly say, well, this person has a MAGA hat, we're gonna keep them from buying here. They haven't done anything wrong, they're not a criminal, they've broken no law and yet, you know, they're gonna drive a hundred miles out of their way to get a fucking uh, a glass of orange juice. Hmm. To, to push back on that a little bit, I'd be interested to hear your perspective on how do you how do you differentiate between that perspective and say the cake perspective? You know, we're not going to force a baker to bake a cake, but maybe we should force the grocery store to serve this guy or the 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 big tech company to serve your speech that they don't like or whatever. What how do you how do you make a differentiation between those things? Assuming first, you don't want yeah. the baker to bake the cake, but I've heard you talk about it before. I, I, I don't really care. The first point I would say is getting a cake baked is not necessary to engage in the world at large, but the ability to be online at this point, it's uh, directly related to a huge proportion of commerce, a huge proportion of technological innovation, education, employment, literally everything under the sun, even emergencies like we think. Twitter sends out alerts from weather.gov. It sends yeah, out USGS yeah. quake alerts. It can send out mm -hmm. alerts for anything that's happened. Your local police station can send an alert to your phone or whatever. Uh, it's like, hey, this uh, road is closed. You know, you're three blocks away. This road is closed because there's an active shooting situation. You didn't get the alert and you stumble into the active shooter situation, get your head blown off. I think that'd be a little bit of a problem. It's a public safety issue. 
insofar as they deliver government services that are funded by taxpayers, including taxpayers that these sites are abusing, it should absolutely be considered a, a breach of equal protection under the law. And they take tax subsidies and they provide uh, platforms for government uh, in the political sense too, like actual senators, congressmen, judges, and things like that. To, you know, Trump has a Twitter. If, it, if a judge can say Trump's Twitter handle is a public platform, he can't block people from his Twitter handle, why should you be able to be blocked from Twitter unless you're breaking the law under U.S. law? Yeah, whatever happened to that decision? Did that actually yeah. stand? Or I remember hearing about that a it few is, months ago. I believe it's I believe it's unchallenged. Wow. Okay. I don't think the administration really cared after that point. And it, it should be considered a public platform. So hmm. should every other Twitter handle. Yeah. Hmm. The other thing I uh, th about this whole report and their whole perspective that is just so silly to me is the idea that they think that they're going to somehow stand in the way of people and the information that they want to obtain. Like they, they do that. They right. think they can get people deplatformed or whatever, but you also see them going after super chat. And I love this claim, like super chat incentivizes outrageous <laughs> content. It was like, there's no incentive. It's like, if you enjoy what you're seeing, you have the option to support it or not. It's a voluntary uh, transaction. The, 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 these people see, yeah, voluntary transaction between creator of a good or service and someone saying, oh, I happen to enjoy this good or service. I think I will support it financially. And they get in they get in the middle of it with their screeching because somehow they find this objectionable. It, it, right, it's, right. It, it, yeah. it clearly because once in a while, the super chat might, might you know, say something bigoted or whatever. But, but you can't like, even you know, do that because Google censors them. Like in our yeah. super chat, yeah, in our, yeah, in our chat you can't say certain words. It's not because I set it up. It's because Google right. says those are no-no words. You can't say yeah. those. New games are doing that now a lot. Like on online gaming, they're like, they'll, they'll ban people if they said the wrong thing. And the funniest thing is, according to what I've seen, and I don't know because I don't do online gaming really, it seems like some of them will ban you for just saying a certain word, like no money back, just banned forever, regardless of context. It seems. Yeah. I think. Yeah, remember, Blonde, we a, had... That's the most dystopian thing I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't we were make talking, sense. We were talking with a patron about that because on Twitch, if you're streaming on Twitch and you say a slur you could be punished and or banned by Twitch. Meanwhile, you can have these these girls streaming. Uh, the one chick we watched was bare-breasted yeah. painting her chest with nipple yeah. tape. That's fine. Yeah. The, but oh, don't yes. say the word faggot or you're off. Are, you know, I think that's fine. I mean, I mean, I do whatever you want on your platform, but it's, 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 so, it's so silly to me that they find that sort of behavior morally square like there's no moral objection to that like the the painting her chest nipple tape lady yeah. but if she were to say a no no word then the stream has to be kicked offline <laughs> like it's just it's this bizarre prioritization that doesn't seem to make any sense yeah. the worst thing is is when words change like uh, like originally years ago when the term alt-right also meant you know people who are posting pepe or whatever Mm -hmm. What happened at the time is that a lot of people who aren't all right by the standards of the term now were throwing the term around in a different manner. And so that's actually been used in some cases to defame people now, too, online commentators. Right, right. Like they've even watched. done that to me when I said I was basically on the fringes of the alt right. But at the time, it didn't mean, it didn't mean identitarian. It, mm -hmm. I was referring to Pepe shit posting basically on yeah. 4chan because it was meshed with that. Yeah. And we're all about the same age, but you guys remember growing up, we'd be like, shut up, fag, shut up, retard. Sure. Yeah. And kids are just not, I don't, I don't think they're like that anymore. I, oh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I hope so. I mean, we get a lot of 15, 16 year old callers and they sound like they're little shit lords, which 
is great news for me. Oh yeah, the, the the whole random humor thing has really rubbed off, I think, on Gen Z. It's ten times more vicious than anything our generation. I by the way, by the way I don't mean that as a bad thing. I think it's great. Irreverent yeah. is wonderful. Well, that was the last thing I wanted to ask you, too, because I, I'm trying to get a clear picture in my head about what we as YouTubers should be doing. But there are plenty of people in the audience who are just as pissed off, if not more so, as we are when they see these types of unfair attacks against people they enjoy. What do you, what do you think audience members can do or people who just enjoy this type of content? Are there st steps they can take to fight back against this sort of smearing? Yeah, uh, the first thing is that they should think for a few minutes, what if they became well-known enough to eventually be on something like that? To, to take care of possibly being ambivalent. It could happen to anybody. You don't have to have you know a massive audience. Some of the people on that list, they've got a few tens of thousands of subscribers. But the fact is that they talked to too many other people, I guess, and so they got put on a naughty list of, of wrong thing. The second is cross-subscribing. Like, don't just limit yourself if you support content creation in that sort of irreverent, political, anti-establishment vein. This thing is giving you a perfect list of people that you should go and check out. Yes, absolutely. My fans should check out everyone on that list and, and vice versa. I think it would be wonderful because it would create a stronger, more enmeshed community that's also capable of defending those creators. That's a, The biggest thing, though, is that the creators themselves need to speak out when one person is being abused or censored. Like I've defended people that I fundamentally totally disagree with because I don't want it happening potentially to me because if you don't speak out and it happens to you, no one's going to speak out on your behalf. Yeah. Yeah. I do think we, we got to put, uh, you know, petty beefs aside and stuff and, and really focus on what's important when we face a common threat like this. So yeah. Yeah. I know that's one reason Blunt and I aren't perfect, but we try to avoid the drama as much yeah. as possible, even <laughs> though we get sucked in occasionally, but but um, you were talking about this. I, I I heard you talking about this earlier this week. But it's like you know have have your have your beef among each other, but really don't lose perspective about the broader, more existential threats that really are, they're threats to us all. I mean, so yeah. so we got to stick together in in opposing them. We've got to sticks together. Sticks together. <laughs> we can sticks together too. But that was a great joke to close because we're right about at time. All right. Well, that's our guest, Sticks Hexenhammer 666. Uh, if you suck at the internet and you haven't heard of him yet, uh, find his <laughs> links in the description below. I'll, uh, I'll link your YouTube, your Twitter, all that, but I know you're big on your alternative platforms too. So uh, if there are any of those that you want to shout out, I'll, I'll link those as well. Yeah, I'm Sticks Hexenhammer on Mines and Stick666 Official on Gab and Sticks Hexenhammer 666 on BitChute. All right. Are you still the biggest on BitChute or did you get overtaken? Yeah, yeah. I just crossed 30k the other day and I'm, oh, cool. I'm 2,000 ahead of InfoWars and I believe they're number two. Yeah, oh, at some point they're going to they're gonna overtake me because they got you know so many more millions of fans. But yeah. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sticks. Well, thanks for making time for us. We always appreciate it. It was great to be here. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night.